Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottom, the boom, shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And we're going to call this a little Freestyle Friday, friends, because we're going to have some good times. Been dealing with some sick kids this week, so a uh, little throwdown Thursday was had to scratch that. And it's not just because we were all blinded by the Seattle Seahawks uniforms, the color rush, er, color crush of my eyeballs on Thursday night football. Not totally surprised that they ended up bushwhacking the Rams out of that one, but we'll end up talking a bit about that before the night is done. However, let's go ahead and get him in here because we got the one and only Shannon the McGuffin. Shannon the McGuffin. Shannon the Twitter Terminator McGuffin. That's right. The Twitter Terminator down here in the basement, man, hanging out on this old Freestyle Friday. What's going on, brother? Dude, I have just one question. What's that? For Jeff Fisher. <laughs> How are you going to get fired on your day off? <laughs> it is Friday, after all. It is Friday. It is Friday. How are you going to get fired on your day off? That just Jeff Fisher things. Dude, that was like the perfect meme, wasn't it? Yes. That was, was fantastic. Couldn't, couldn't have been done any better. Yes, great find. And, th- and now he's going to have to wait who knows how long to beat Dan Reeves' loss record. I know it, right? He was going to set it this he week. He would have. He would have. And the L.A. Rams wait, do you, do took you, that away from us. Do you, do, you think, do you think they said, you know, hey, man, you want to break this record? Nah? Okay. We'll go ahead and let you get out of here. Maybe? No? Dude. And how was it that Jim Fossil's son looks older than Jim Fossil? <laughs> like, for real, man. He just doesn't have Wouldn't the money. you look older if you were coaching on the Rams? Well, I, I guess. Well, this is true. Very good call, Randy. I suppose. But man, good Lord, man. Jim Fossil, John Fossil, they're all fossils. Yeah. <laughs> the heck. Whatever, That's man. The they are yeah, fossils. Yeah, right? Anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, you did hear him, uh, you know, chit chat a little bit. So let's go ahead and get old Randy Giggity Gals up in here. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Just uh, getting actually excited for once about uh, some fantasy football playoffs. What? Well, I, I was getting ready to say, man. I was like, is he going to say he's getting re- he's excited about the end of the season as a 49ers fan? <laughs> it's going to be like, what? Well, that too. Hey, at least I got good news that the Yorks are going to take away the keys from the sun. That's all that matters to me. Oh Jed York loses power as a football, the head of football operations. Barftacular. Are they going to oh, put him in timeout, time. Randy? <laughs> Can they put him in timeout? Are they going to put him in a timeout? Uh, I, you know, I wish, but I was. All, all I know is new GM, new head of football operations next season, probably a new head coach. I'm all for it. <laughs> well, you know, we we were joking around about it, and we've made off the cuff kind of comments over the past couple of years about the state of the 49ers franchise, and you know them kind of pushing Harbaugh out, and what it kind of felt like once they got the stadium built, and you know what I mean, because it really feels like they blew that team apart, right? You know, they Definitely. got him good. They got a stadium built, and then they just started boot kicking everybody out of there. And it's uh, like once they got the new stadium, they're yeah. like, yeah, see it, see you later. It's just weird. I mean, power struggles and, and some other stuff going on. But uh, there was an article, and we were talking about it, where uh, the basic premise was that Steve Young, his belief was that the Yorks cared more about money than winning. Not shocking. Quote, you don't have to win to make money. That's the York's A game. Their equity value in the team is their A game. It's what drives them. It's what drives most of the owners. It's what matters. It's what they think about. It's what they talk about. And the B game is whether we win some games. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you don't want to or you don't really want to or it's not really important. It's just not the A game. And so when it's not the A game, that's the biggest issue with the NFL is that success doesn't track to success on the field so that you're not held accountable. 
obviously, you know, Young was there when you when you you know when Eddie D. Yep. You know, I mean, he was running the show, and that's a much different feel to that kind of franchise. And you know, I, I mean, it's a far cry from where they were, and they seem to have kind of resurrected because they had some down years, and then it, it, they had really kind of built back up with the roster with Harbaugh. I'm not saying they were perfect, but they made it to the Super Bowl. And they looked like they were. They had a window, and then it just it just got detonated, man. You know, age caught some players, injuries caught some players, retirement. you know, retirements. I mean, there was a lot going on, but it just it's just the timeline of that team. If you had told me two years ago, you know, two to three years ago that this is where they'd be today, I would have been like, get out of here. Wouldn't have believed it. Matter of fact, I I really thought we were going to see Randy with like a bag on his head. for halloween that was awfully tempting yeah yeah you remember years and years ago i think this was one of those halloween parties at jerry's house and i think you had a uh like a 49ers costume yeah the disgruntled niners fan you know what i mean and it, it felt like that era was over and then you're right back into it so I was joking around <clears throat> with Shannon because we don't have Matt, we don't have Mark, and I didn't think we were going to have you. I thought it was going to be like really old school and just me and Shannon in the basement uh, getting crunk and uh, you know goofing around. Uh, but Randy made it then, so but you made it then, of course. And so like I had some stuff written for everybody that, that wasn't <laughs> going to be part of the podcast. And so <clears throat> like, obviously I'm making a bag joke on Skype because that was part of it, uh, although I did want to add this one note to you, and that's, I had written, oddly, all of his 49ers gear has a strange new tint, a shade of Cleveland brown. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird, man. It's weird. It's weird. But yeah, I'm really not sure if I want the <clears throat> want the team to have the first pick in the draft or not at this point, because Lord only knows. I mean, it seems like all the experts are saying there's no real good quarterbacks in the first round. And so I'm just I just don't know. We need it. We need so much help. Well, depending like on who gets hot going into the draft, you know, if they have a, if they have a, if they're in a prime position, if there are some desirable players, quarterback or not, then they can move down and stop piling some picks, and, and that may be the best thing for them. But you need, obviously, if you don't have a strong sense of direction and an organizational identity, and this is one of the things I, I really think, you, if you don't take anything else away from Steve Young and what he's talking about. It's the money side of it, but it's the identity of the team. It's the identity of the, of the organization. And I think that was one of the real big kind of elements there is a winning culture and what the culture of the 49ers had been. And then they kind of had that stru- the, you know, some lean years, and it looked like they knew what their identity was, and then they detonated it. And so now you have a team that almost, you know, whether or not you want to say they're directionless, rudderless, whatever, they, they don't have a, a strong organizational like a culture of winning. That's not there right now. That's not there right now. And that, I think, you can lay directly at the feet of the Yorks. You know what I mean? <laughs> no doubt there. And that's, no and that's a shame because there are franchises that, when they're good, drive ratings. All you got to do is look at the ratings for these games involving the Cowboys this year. Yep. Why do you think they keep getting flexed to prom? It's not just that they're good. Back-to-back Sunday night. It's that people watch them. Yep. Okay. So the 49ers are one of those franchises that when they're good, they help drive ratings. Look, Jacksonville Jaguars, they don't drive ratings. <laughs> okay. They don't. All right. Will they ever? Probably not. <laughs> Who knows? But, you know, teams that do the Steelers, the Giants, 
Um, Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys, Redskins. absolutely. The Redskins, maybe, to some oh, extent. The Raiders, now. The Raiders, I think, because that's a legacy franchise. Niners, right. mm-hmm. You know, and the 49ers are one of those. Packers. Yeah, the, oh, Green Bay, absolutely. Because that you have, you have uh, just... Uh, uh, you have got you've got legacy, you've got history, you've got championships, and you know, even through lean years, you have very uh, devoted fan bases. So you know it's just like NHL has kind of those old school core teams, and you know MLB has these old school kind of core teams. And yeah, you got all this expansion, all this new franchise, all that. That's fine, but you know there are certain organizations and teams that are linchpins of your league and of your league's identity. And the 49ers, to me, are one of those teams. And what the Yorks have done to that franchise over the past couple of years is despicable. They got their stadium. They got their money. And now their team is crap. I don't know when that's going to change. All right, so, Randy. Anyway. Randy. Randy. Yeah. You're the GM. Okay. Of the 49ers. Who is your best offensive asset? Uh, my best offensive asset is Carlos Hyde. Okay. So, if he's your best asset, you're going to build the line, right? Definitely. All right. That's what I would do. Well, <clears throat> there and actually get a blocking tight end in there as well. Because, mm, I well, mean, with what Harbaugh did and what Bill Walsh started back in the 80s, I mean, you had to have a good fullback, good blocking tight end, but also guys who could catch the ball because yeah. that's part of the, what the West Coast offense is. The good thing about this draft is, is it's tight end rich. It's the deepest position in this draft. That's a good thing because I think, given the fact that even though they just gave like a five-year extension to Vance McDonald, they he's an injury risk. So we definitely need somebody there. And, well, and how there were no jokes after I just said that the tight end is the deepest. Well, I, I was I was <laughs> I was waiting for a pause. <laughs> Unlike Mike Nugent, we can split those uprights. <laughs> I think. Um, cut by the way, <laughs> Bengals cut him by the way. Wow, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Thanks for the memories. Well, you got to be able to hit the extra points, dude. Exactly. It's not a 50 yard field goal, yo. It's 33. Can y'all start banging those things in? I mean, think about God it. The Vikings are willing to get rid of Blair Walsh, who has a booming leg just, just because he's just not accurate. Nugent, who doesn't even have a booming leg, you're easily cut. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you're not going to be able to kick the you know, if you're not going to be able to really go deep. You better be accurate. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you got to have one of the two. So it, it, it's tough. But, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like the current state of the NFL, like, even if they, even if you got Vance McDonald, that's fine. Somebody that's, like, really next level kind of guy, if you have two strong tight ends, it helps really set your offense apart. You know what I mean? You think about well, the Redskins would know. Yeah, you you think about uh, how huge of an asset it is. With uh, granted, you need Jordan Reed healthy, but Reed and Vernon Davis, great combo. Yeah. You think about Gronk some of the Martell's things. Bennett. Yeah, you think about some of the things the Patriots accomplished over the past several years with different tight end combinations. The key centerpiece being Gronk, obviously. Of course, unfortunately, he can't. He apparently is, is you know can't stay healthy at this point. But um, having curse. Yeah, having yeah. yeah having two tight ends that are competent or, you know, however you want to pair them, that really helps set up an offense in, you know, the, the current state of the of the game and of the NFL. So got a lot of work in front of them. But, you know, sometimes if when ownership goes awry or does things like that, like 
Um, not that your fan base has has reached critical mass like the Redskins did with Dan Snyder when they were like ready to revolt on that guy, pitchfork that dude. <laughs> Man, they, they, and they were banning T-shirts, dude. They were banning signs. They were banning shirts. They were suing season ticket holders. I mean, everything they could do to look like assholes, they did. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And that's a ba- that's a bad look, man. It's a bad look. And it's one thing to lose. It's one thing to lose. It's another thing to look like you are organizationally incompetent. Right? That's why the Rams had to fire Jeff Fisher. Whether or not it's his fault that that team sucks, somebody had, you know what I mean, the buck has to stop somewhere. Generally speaking, you look at the head coach. However, there's also a certain sense you can't fire the owner, not readily. But when you feel like your owner is has torpedoed the franchise or torpedoed the team, fans, I think you kind of sniff that out. Oh, yeah. And if they don't, you know what I mean? And if you feel like they're abusing the fan base, like the fan, fan ba- a fan base will turn on you, man. If oh, they, yeah. You know, it's one thing for your team to not be good. But if they feel you're screwing them, like legit screwing them, dude, they'll turn on you. Well, hell, think about back in the 90s when Art Modell moved the Browns to Baltimore to become, to become the Ravens. Well, and he did it out of the blue. He didn't yeah. even – no one even saw it coming. And that fan base was – Maybe Belichick did. That's why he got the hell out of there. Very true. <laughs> you know, he For diagrammed him. that play. He's like, give me out, man. But, yeah, there's a few franchises but, now, especially like the Browns, where it's just like, would you – Well, they're just, just bad. Exactly. They're just bad. They're trying. They're just bad. Yeah. Although, you know, I'll be curious. We, we're going to have to give them some time. It's like – um. You know, when Oakland got Reggie McKenzie a couple years ago, um, I liked the hire. But you were like, man, that team is terrible. They have all these cap things they got to clear. You know, how many people remember that Carson Palmer was a Raider? Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? I remember that. Um, how much money did they piss away on some of these guys, you know, uh, throwing, throwing money out there? And so they had to clean up all this cap stuff. Um, they had, uh, you know, that relatively bare cupboard. They had the restock draft picks. I mean, he Reggie McKenzie had a hell of a lot of work to do. And, you know, you, they got the right person in to help, you know, change the direction of the franchise. Then you got to give them time. But you could, you know what I mean? It, but there's, you, you know, like I, I remember that, that, you know, Jack Wagon, Vinny Serrato. I mean, <laughs> he was horrible. He was horrible for the Redskins. Horrible. He was an ass kisser. I don't, yeah, he played badminton yes with Dan Snyder. He was a yes man. He was a, ter- he was terrible. Right. You know, I mean, the franchise, the organization didn't have a good feel. You know what I mean? And when you get somebody, it's just like, wow, that's why, uh, why I love the Scott McLuhan hire so much. Because it was like, that's a football guy. You know what I mean? And Dan Snyder, I think, has been to the ringer enough. He, he is STFU, and he's out of the, you don't, you don't hear a whole bunch about him. He's not very, he's not super visible unless he's doing bad dance moves and he beats somebody. And then you can see him <laughs> going to jump around in the owner's box, I guess. Um, but for the most part, he's not, you know, he's not overtly visible. And I think that's a good thing. It is a very good but thing. But <clears throat> the McLuhan hire, that was a football hire. That was a football hire. But that was from uh, Bruce, wasn't it? Bruce made sure. Well, and, you know, and Bruce, you know, people have given, you know, Bruce Allen some, some grief. But, yeah, he has, he's a smooth talker, obviously, you know, the, the political aspects of it, PR aspects of it. But, you know, he, he, he's a good executive in, in certain specific capacities. But they got a football guy in, yep. and you felt like they—that was a commitment to getting the franchise right. You still got to draft the right people. You got to sign the right free agents. You got to build the team. That you know, a lot of things have to work out to go from being crappy to mediocre to above average to really good to great. 
Okay, it's not a clean line. Coughs on your franchise quarterback. Cough. Yeah, it, yeah, guys, can you please resign Kirk Cousins? It's going to be a necessity. Um, Dude's definitely earned that big ass contract. I, I, I think at this point he's not perfect, but if you're committed to Gruden and Kirk, then I, I think you can see that his floor has moved up, his ceiling has moved up. I don't know how good he can be, but he at least is top ten, and you know can probably push top eight, top six. I don't know that I'd go much higher than that with him in the right system with the pieces. We actually have Kirk Cousins online, and I have one question for you, Kirk. If the Redskins re-sign you, would you like that? You like that? You like that? Okay. <laughs> Just make it sure. I want me some glory. You like that? Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want Rick Astley to help Dan Snyder and, and McLuhan make this decision. You know what I mean? <laughs> KC, Kirk Cousins, man, never going to give you up. I'm telling you. Anyway, um, I didn't know this is the direction of how we were going to go out of the gate. <laughs> but but anyway, you know, it, it's organizational competence. You know, and you think about in this era, there has not been the singular example of organizational competence is the New England Patriots. Absolutely. Okay? Not even close. It's not even close. And then the other franchises that you can readily look at and go, and some of it is getting the right players. The Steelers have been consistently good in the Roethlisberger era. Correct. The Packers have been consistently good. I'm not saying they've always been great, but they've been consistently good for a long time. You can argue about some maybe them being a little cheap with free agency. That's a fair argument. Yeah. But again, organizationally competent, right? And so, I mean, there's only a handful of teams that you can look back over the last decade or 15 years, and again, some of it is, is getting lucky. I mean, the Colts transitioning from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck, you know, uh, we can argue their organizational competence. Part of it's a balance of having the right players, making the right picks, being a little fortunate in some capacities. Correct. And then you have to build. Uh, the Raiders and McKenzie, clear case of that. You hear that, Ryan Grigson? Build. <laughs> build. And you were mentioning the lines, and that was part of the identity for the 49ers was the strength in the trenches, and they don't have that right now. The not str- on both sides of the ball. That's yeah. not just the offensive line. The strength in the trenches and the guts. Like, the trenches to me are the guts of the football team, right? Not necessarily glorious, not necessarily stat patterns, uh, but that sets up so many other things, whether it's the bulk of the defense or a lot of the other offensive stuff. You know, that's identity football, and, and that's being organizationally competent. And there was a window where the 49ers were. That window has closed, and where they go from here, I don't know, but... I don't feel like they're organizationally that like they're competent. They're winning competent right now. And that that's tough. That's tough. So yes, I did anticipate that you would have a bag on your head after they lost. <laughs> I and you know, I can't believe uh, they I can't believe in 49er they fu- fashion. Let's <clears throat> just put it this way, you know, having a great first half and then having a horrible second half and ending up losing in overtime to the Jets. I was just like, really? It was on is purpose. It, it, it's like this is exactly <laughs> that number how two. I expected this to happen. Yeah, yeah. Glad I picked the Jets in the pick'em. <laughs> That's nice. Hey, uh, yeah. We we need to bring Mark in. We do need to bring Mark in. <clears throat> we need to get Mark and Matt in here, of course. Yes. All right. This is this is more importante. So <clears throat> that's right. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. I uh, think we may not have Mark here. Because he's he's busy trying to find a way to blame Deflategate 2 
on the Patriots. Ironically, so is Goodell. (laughs) (laughs) And that's for you, Chris. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, um, I I will say this. If you were, if you were, you know, pitchforking the Patriots over the first deflate gate and you don't give a crap about all the inconsistencies um, with the Giants and the Steelers and this football, you know, uh, you know the the low PSI news footballs. If you don't care about that, but you are raising pitchforks about the first one, I think that's a reflection, you know what I mean, of part of why this is fascinating and part of why it's such a problem for the league. Yeah, and we will at some point we'll spend some more time with it. I don't know that we'll talk about it a ton tonight, but it is interesting to me how quickly the league has almost been dismissive of it you know what i mean what was the ps what was the psi low end justin uh 11.4 no what was it low end their balls (laughs) (laughs) you said balls hey where are the white women at (laughs) who wants a mustache ride Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah Sir, I suspect you are in possession of drugs, and I'm going to have to give you a full cavity search. Oh, Whitfield's here. <laughs> There's Whitfield. Uh, speaking of Whitfield, so uh, for, any, for anybody that did miss it, Jamal Anderson, who probably hasn't been brought up in a, any kind of sports manner in quite a while, apparently exposed himself. I have the story pulled up somewhere, or pulled out somewhere, perhaps. Uh-oh. Just uh, kind of like he did. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see if I can find this actual thing. I have so many, I have so many things up and at him, man. But uh, yeah, Jamal Anderson. Uh, the gist of the story is that he exposed himself, exposed his penis, uh, and apparently was masturbating at a gas station. Let's see if I can find the at actual a gas station. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, here, oh, convenience store. My bad. Here it is. Police responded to a suburban Atlanta convenience store early Wednesday morning after a clerk alleged former Atlanta Falcons running back Jamal Anderson exposed himself inside the establishment. A clerk at a quick trip. Was it a quick trip for Jamal Anderson as well? Uh, I think that's more of a... I hope not. Was that more like the quick tip? Um, called <laughs> 911 at about 2 a.m. Wednesday to report a man exposed... Uh, a report that a man exposed himself and then began masturbating inside the store. So, yes, police did identify the man as Anderson, who was described as being intoxicated. Put the dirty bird away. Come on. Isn't there audio from the security footage there uh, right before he uh, started having his fun? I don't know that you want audio of that (laughs) right there. Aw, that didn't play? Boo. Oh, well. What's in the box? Really? I went to the sound where stuff is still jacked up. <laughs> jacked up. Jacked, <laughs> jacked up. Wait a second. Hold on. Aw. Boo. That's like five of them that aren't aren't playing. Man, that's weak sauce. Let me reload the soundboards, man. So anyway, what Jamal Anderson, yes, there's uh, uh the the dirty bird takes on new meaning apparently with uh, Jamal Anderson. Um, and I guess he ha- he's not finding the end zone in the NFL. And he's not finding the end zone off the field. Off the field either. So that's tough sledding. Sorry, bruh. Come on, bro. You said balls. Yeah, I have some game or something. Yeah, man. 
Really? really? Golly. <laughs> Boo. All of them are just fail buckets, man. Not even, oh my God, who the hell cares? Not even. See if that works. Oh. Uh, you said. At, at least the balls. balls. I mean, at least that one works. At least balls is working. Yeah, at least balls is working. I guess his balls were working too. So yeah. So anyway, uh, Matt Matt's not here tonight. I think he went to go see Ro- uh, he he went to go see uh, Rogue One. Um, you mean he it, didn't go to the quick trip? No, but he may have pulled the quick tip in the movie theater. You never know. So I, well, here it is. I said uh, in my notes. I said after the Packers whipped the Seahawks, uh, the reason Whitfield's not here is because he's busy pulling a dirty bird, aka the Jamal Anderson in the movie theater. Pee Wee would be proud. <laughs> I didn't even know he had gone to the movies and my notes were accurate. Nice. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was looking for some rogue buns. I'm not <laughs> not sure. He was looking yeah. for the rogue. So no one. wait a second. So really really the Steelers like think about all the people that are deflating balls. The Steelers, Jamal Anderson, <laughs> the Veilhorn, <laughs> they're, all de- they're all deflating balls, man. Well, there you go. Anyway. Well, that's a different matter. Exactly. Yes! <laughs> you son of a bitch. Really? Oh, my God. Tell me how you really feel there. Son of a bitch! Exactly. Speaking anyway, of drinks. Speaking of drinks. Oh, I tell you what, man. Let's um, we do need to do a salute o'clock a little bit earlier than we. Uh, well, recently we haven't been real good about doing an early salute o'clock. It usually ends up being like segment two or segment brew or whatever. But yeah, this has been kind of a weird week. Um, obviously, we'll go back to talking about football and some other things. But you know, Alan Thick passed away. Ugh. Craig Sager passed away, and. You know, Shannon's over here hanging out for our Freestyle Friday. It's and it's good to see you, man. It's good. It's good to catch up and hang out. Absolutely. And um, you know, uh, I appreciate this uh, on a different level now. Um, having like the two kids, and I have I have a different level of respect for all the times you managed to get out of the house <laughs> when you <laughs> two little kids and get over here. Because I'm like, holy crap, this is a pain in the butt, man. It is. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I love being a dad, love the kids, but it, it's definitely work. It's it's definitely work, and so, some days are hard, man. Some days are hard. Some weeks are hard. That's just the reality of it. But uh, anyway, Shannon's here. It's good. To, it's good to see you. You know, it, it's been a weird week, man. It's been a weird week. Adam Thick, obviously, very sudden with the heart attack, and then. You know, Craig Sager, um, I mean, I, I think the reality is is we knew that was a possibility in the back of our minds, but it's like that guy had such a great attitude and had been through so much, he just kind of kept feeling like he was going to find a way. Right. And he would outwill, you know what I mean? Yeah, outwill. Beat it. Yeah, yeah and, and, and he would, and he'd, he'd be around and just keep kind of going, and it, it's just not the case. But I decided tonight, I was like, dude, we got to pour one out for Sags, man. We got to pour one out for, you know, his outfits and for his smile and his personality and, you know, his being and all the, all these things that he meant to so many people. We had to pour one out for him. So I had to break out the Ron Zacapa. So we have the straight up old Zacapa on ice, man. Beautiful. And it's, it's good. Let me it tell you. It's tasty. <laughs> that's some good rum, man. Yeah, it is. Cheers. Oaky, flavorful, mighty tasty. So Shannon and I are enjoying some Ron Zacapa, 23 años. Mm. It's mighty good. 
mighty good, mighty flavorful. Yeah, man. Alan Thick and Craig Sager. Freaking 2016, brother. <laughs> I mean, I feel I like mean, I feel like every week when we record, somebody we like, somebody else we like, or that is awesome, is, is has passed away, dude, uh, or has died. I mean, it was just rough, man. You know, and I even hate to say this, but I mean, this this year can just suck on a bag of dicks. I mean, for bro, all, for all the people we have lost this year, um, good, just good people. Just, I mean, Alan Thick. I mean, he went out. In the most Canadian way possible. He did go out in a very Canadian way. <laughs> I mean, the man is 69 years old, and he goes out to play hockey with his son, and that's where he dies, yeah. on the hockey rink, just playing hockey. I mean, that is a Canadian way to go out. Now, I don't know if he was drinking a Labatt Blue while he was doing it, but... Did, did he, uh, Did he like, uh, you know, did he, did he body check a moose? I, you know what? <laughs> Maybe he was like body checking the moose, and maybe the mountie got him while drinking the Labatt Blue and slap shot. I don't know, yeah. you know, just playing hockey. Just went out in the most Canadian way possible, but you know, just probably one of my all-time favorite actors. Just so many various roles. Some of the right. guest roles were just hilarious. He did over the years. Um, yeah, he was great at like random, random like cameos, right? And yeah, pop it in. like how I met your mother. He was like Robin Jabotsky's. I don't know. I guess he was just Alan Thick on the show. You know, he had a certain Alan Thick. Like he had a certain style, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there you go. Just that that style was just yeah hilarious. But yeah, no, you know he. There, there's certain people that we don't know them in real life, but you have a sense that they're just. They're fun to hang out with. They'd have great stories. You'd have a good time. Um, I'm not going to say these people don't have their faults or their flaws or their shortcomings, but we all do. I you know, mean, we all do. But there, but there are people in this world that are really good, like slice of humanity. You know, yeah. and they do a hell of a lot of living. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was one of those guys. It, whether you think of him as, you know, the dad from, you know, Growing Pains, or and there's all kinds of things I didn't realize he did, dude. Oh, all the musicals? Yeah, all the musicals? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, man. singing what? It was different strokes, right? Dude, he did so many Crazy. different openings for shows. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And they're iconic shows. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, oh, just some show that did a couple no, of dude, seasons. No, dude had skills, man. I mean, there are shows that have been on for, I think he did The Wheel of Fortune. Um, yeah, that, I, I believe you're right. And, and there's there's other ones, but, I mean, my gosh, dude. But it, you know, again, it just seemed like a guy that would have been like, "Man, I want to hang out with that dude." Like, yeah. I don't, I don't play hockey and I don't skate. Like, I've but tried, I'll, I've I'll, tried skating. I about beheaded people. I'll drink but, a like, beer. But I would them. totally like hang out and be like, "Yeah, okay, man, cool." Yeah, yeah just you know. have a beer with the man. Yeah, man. just seemed like he'd be a cool dude to hang out with. Yeah. And you know, he was on um, Rich Eyes, and I think uh, last week, and he recorded, if I remember the story correctly, like he recorded all of these like. Uh, city names and hockey team names. He did all the stuff for them that they could use for drops. Wow. You know what I mean? Spent 10 That's minutes awesome. just saying, like, you know, team names and cities and boom, 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 just recording all the stuff. But, you know, it, it was just a fun – it was just a – he was one of those guys that you enjoyed listening to because he, he just had so many stories about things and about people and about places, and he was funny, Yeah. right? And he, he just – he seemed like a very – you know, somebody that had lived a lot of life and that – you would be like, man, I would like to sit down and just drink some beers and just BS with you. Yeah, you know what I mean. He was very much felt like that kind of guy. 
Um, so it's just weird. Uh, but but 2016's been borderline cruel. It it has been. You I know, mean, it, and Sager, dude, that I don't know. I, it, for me, it it just hit me in the feels yesterday. Yeah. I, I just. You know, I was kind of reeling a little bit from Th- Alan Thick the day before, and then when they said Craig Sager, I was like, "Really? I mean, this dude has just fought his ass off. I've been through so much. Been through so much. Been through so much. And it's just like, really, we have to take like two of the best dudes this late in the year. I mean, I'm, listen, we're all gonna die at some point. I get yeah. it. Um, but damn, man, back to back." I mean, yeah, just, dude, that's a that's a bad combo. Although I guess you know, I bet they're gonna have a grand time in the beyond. You know, they they got to be hanging out, right? Hey, <laughs> I mean, dude, the suits that Sager is gonna be wearing. Bruh. I mean, they were already out of this world. But <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I, I'll tell that's you true. what. You know, of all the people <laughs> yesterday that had probably you know we're talking about Craig Sager, you know, and I don't know if you have this pulled up or not but pop greg popovich as, as usual yeah had just um for me just hearing him talk with about sager let's see if i have that piece for um, you because I, I should yeah the, there's pops i haven't checked the the, the vibe on this yet but no I, I think we'll spend you know certainly a couple of minutes i mean this will kind of be you know i think this will be just you know we'll we'll talk about both these guys for a bit back into segment one okay. and We'll close out on both of that, and we'll kind of see where this goes. This, it may spill over, but yeah, let me see if I can get uh, get the audio with Pops. You could tell how much, how deeply it, uh, this impacted him. Basketball has to take a back seat, uh, as we all think about somebody who was uh, very unique, very special. Whether you really knew Craig or not, uh, you got the feeling that he was a special person in a lot of different ways. And right now, I just feel for his, for his family. To talk about him being a professional or good at what he did is, you know, just a tremendous understatement. Uh, all of us who knew him uh, understood that 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 fact was uh, what he was all about as far as work was concerned. But uh, he was a way better person than he was a worker, uh, even though he was amazing in that regard. He loved people. Uh, he enjoyed pre-game, during games, post-game. He loved all the people around it, and uh, everybody felt that. So, the most amazing part of him is his, his courage. Uh, what he's endured and the fight that he's put up, the courage that he's displayed during this situation is beyond my comprehension. If any of us could display half the courage he has uh, to stay on this planet, uh, to live every life as if it's his last, uh, we'd, we'd be well off. Uh, we, all, we all miss it very much. And then he just had to walk off, man. Yeah. I you mean, know. I know Pop always gave him a hard time on the sidelines, but you could tell that there was a lot of respect there. Yeah. I think I, mean, so, I think some of that is just the show, I, and, and but but I think Sager knew that 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 was pop being pop. That's part of the showmanship. It is, you know what I mean. It it is absurd that he does have to do those interviews, but he 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 adds a little bit more to it. Yeah, um, I, I, he's kind of the get off my lawn 
type, and, and there were a lot of people yesterday who, um, you know, had a lot of love for Craig. I, you know, his son even posted, and I think you just had it there for a second, and mm-hmm. I think it's more pictures than anything, just of uh, him being a kid and growing up with uh, Craig. I was talking about Craig Seger the second, not the actual Craig Seger, but just of him, a few pictures of him as a kid with Craig, uh, Seger just helping him out doing a few th- fatherly things. Right. Well, you know, uh, this was the, one of these tweets was it, it's a picture of obviously Craig Seger Jr. as a little kid. Right. I mean, he looks very young and he's just on a bike with training wheels and there's. You know, there's his dad in this Fila. That's very old school. His Fila sweatshirt. Very, very, <laughs> very old school. Very old school. But, but there he is. But the quote is, time is simply how you live your life. End quote. We packed a lifetime and then some into these 28 years together. Pay it forward time. Hashtag Sager strong. Mm. You know, and then his daughter, Casey, works with Turner Sports, shared some memories. And um, she said, if my dad was right and time really is how you live your life, then that son of a bitch outlived us all, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and just some of the pictures and some of the things that are there. With I mean, the, think about this dude, like his, his beginning, he interviewed Hank Aaron right after seven fifteen. How about that? I mean, I mean, that's like, he was, working, that's, a, that's sports Americana brother working at a radio station, making 90 bucks a week. And he's one of the literally the first person to interview Hank Aaron after seven fifteen. Yeah, that's amazing for him to get even into sports. He wrote a lot of people. No one answered him except for one man. Oh, one one person did. And, and we'll talk about this guy on the next segment. But Fern Lundquist, who retired from calling football games after this past Saturday's Army Navy game, was the only person who answered Craig Sager. And uh, I don't know if you have the actual note. Yeah, I'm looking for that note because we were talking about it pre-podcast. Because uh, yeah, I think Vern Lundquist has been. You know, there's been so much going on that we almost kind of forgot. You know about Vern Lundquist and and Channing and I pre-podcast were just goofing around a little bit and you know we were pulling up Vern and looking at these things and man we kept finding all these great games man. Oh, I know that He's he had, so that, many. Yeah, man, that he had been part of or called or. Whether it was March Madness, and I, I had totally forgotten that that was the Kentucky Duke game. Yeah, he called that and game. He, with he was Glenn part Elmer, of that. Yeah, you know, and some of these other things. But you know, Shannon was was telling me about this story, this connection between Sager and and Vern Lundquist, and I hadn't heard that We're story in before. Almost the middle of December. Uh oh. Who's one of doing the it? That is getting far too little play. Is the recent that sounds like, of that the sounds, Tampa Bay That sounds like Peter King. Now, it obviously, does. the Bucks with a recent Where is MMQB? five-game winning streak getting it's almost back as if, like, come into on, the playoff hunt. This and if the this playoffs started today, they would be a wild card team. I'm so going what to is find you. Wasn't that one of the websites that asked well, you, you not to block them? Well, you look at what's them. going on over the last four I'm games. I'm going to find you. And the Bucks defense is And I'm going to block you. Safety Keith Tandy particularly. You really can't hide from me forever, big play player or can you? There it is. Defense. But in the last four weeks, the Bucks have... Piss off. Yes, piss off. The truth hell tried to hide. Did I ask you to play? The answer is no. <laughs> I did not. I have it muted. It says right-click to run Adobe Flash Player. No. And somehow, and I have Adblock on, 
And somehow, the MMQB by Peter King defeats Adblock, defeats Right Click to Run, the Adobe Flash, 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 Flash Player, the excuse me, the Adobe Jamal Anderson, um, the Adobe Whitfield Player, <laughs> the Whitfield Player, um, <laughs> and 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 there it is. And I'm trying to find. I'm trying because I'm looking for this Lundquist thing because because it, it was cool. I didn't know it. I think. Oh, here may, we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Made Arnold mad. Here we go. I found it. Here it is. There you go. Okay. All right. So Craig Sager the second was talking about. Uh, it, this is the tweet. It says, "My dad's job search saw rejection letter after letter until Vern Lundquist offered advice, and tomorrow they enter the Broadcasting Hall of Fame together, which is very fitting. That is very fitting. Uh, very fitting. And uh, so anyway, here you go. <clears throat> and he's it, you know this little piece of text, and it says uh, these are some of the quotes from the letters that Craig Sager got back. Quote: You don't have what we are looking for. There are no openings that meet your qualifications. I suggest you pursue another line of work. Don't call us. We'll call you. We've returned your resume tape. And uh, he, he said there was one letter of encouragement, though, that I also kept. It was from a sportscaster in Dallas who went on to reach national fame. You appear to have a lot of passion and love for your work, and I will be happy to discuss my thoughts on your resume tape with ideas on how to improve. Give me a call. Vern Lundquist. That's amazing. I mean, how about that? That is absolutely amazing that the guy... Uh, and, and it, uh, it always turns out like this whenever someone makes it big. Because someone's got a big idea and people will think it's dumb or people will think, okay, I can make this and you know they'll be turned down. And how many people in our lifetimes and whether it's before us, with us, after us, have been told you can't do it, and then they just quit. Can't do it, can't do it, can't do it, yeah. And and then you get guys like Craig Sager who won't take no for an answer and make it. I mean, my gosh, dude. Vern, Vern freaking Lundquist and Craig Sager. The, the first guy who interviewed Hank Aaron after his 715th home run and the guy who called the greatest college basketball game of all time, the 92 game between Duke and Kentucky. was pretty beast. Shut the front door. Shut the front door, man. But how fitting Craig Sager and Vern Lundquist and Robin, and Robin Roberts and some other people as well uh, inducted into the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame together. Fitting. And that was just, I think, this week was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was the 13th. Two days before his death. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the 13th. And I don't even think he made it, if I'm not even, if I'm not mistaken. I don't even think he was able to get there. Yeah, that, it would have been tough sledding, but we'd have to uh, look specifically. But, again, it, it's about impact, right? It's yeah. about impact. And, you know, it, one of those catchphrases that you hear a lot of people say is, like, you know, break out of the box or think outside the box and – you know, for whatever reason in my head, I, I think of Sager and I'm like, dude, live beyond the box. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's kind of what that guy did. And, but, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about him this week, which if, if you listen to sports radio, I don't it didn't matter what show it was, a national show, a local show, uh, a podcast. I mean, Sager, the impact and the legacy and the life he led it's not just the quality of his work. It was the quality of his person. And I think there are, there are these individuals that have this impact beyond the immediate. And it, bro, that dude lived beyond the box. Yeah. Whatever the box was, he broke that mold. 
and but one of the things you kept hearing was how you know what I mean was about him the person. Yeah, I'd, it's not just he worked hard, he did this, he did that. It was, it was. It's not just what he did; it's who he was, and it's how he did it, and it's how he lived. I'll tell you, I was listening to I, I recorded TNT last night just mm-hmm. because it had Inside the NBA with uh, Shaq, Kenny, Charles, and Ernie. Well, Ernie wasn't there last night, yeah. unfortunately. Of all the nights for Ernie to not be there. Um, but Shaq was talking about when he was playing with the Lakers and when Craig would come to cover them in Atlanta, there was like a dude that owned like a, a shop and he would give Craig all of these shoes. Like 20 pairs, right? Yeah, like 20 pairs for him. <laughs> and Craig, not even asking Shaq, not even whatever, would take all these shoes out to Shaquille O'Neal, say, hey, these are from this dude. Let him try them on, and whichever pair he wanted to keep, he would keep and give the rest back to Craig, and Craig would take them back, no questions asked. Like, this dude's going out for a work assignment, and yet he's helping a player out that he doesn't have to help out. Mm -hmm. But he did it because he just knew Shaq would like this stuff. Yeah. We we obviously have to bounce the segment, too, um, in a minute. But there's there's two things that, that I think are really pertinent here. Number one, I thought this was great with Steve Kerr uh, oh, recalling, fantastic, you know, Craig Sager, and he, and he talked about his zest for life and passion and joy. And instead of doing a moment of silence, he asked the crowd to join him in celebrating Craig's life by applauding. He said he felt it was more appropriate. He wanted to celebrate a moment of joy. Think about that. That's tremendous, right? I mean, yes. that that's pretty cool. It is, you know, and that that's a reflection of who he was and the impact that he had. And you had Kerr, who actually worked at TNT for a few mm-hmm. years, so I mean, to have him actually know Craig and be out there, and it, that was just a, a tremendous moment. Yeah, uh, they had both teams out there at half court. And by the way, the Warriors last night. 41 assists on 45 made shots. Great day. Not bad. Not, not so shabby. Here's Do you have that audio of uh, Kerr? Of Kerr? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And Here you go. Hit that up. Many of you know today is a very sad day in the NBA. We lost a dear friend and a big part of the league's soul uh, with the passing of Craig Sager. And I know I speak for a lot of people who worked with Craig and who knew him when I say that... Uh, Nobody had more zest for life and passion and joy the way he lived than Craig. He loved his family, loved his friends, he loved Bud Light, he loved golf, he loved atmospheres like tonight where he came. Yes, that was sports brew approved. Came and worked an incredible sporting event. He loved the Cubs. He loved people more than anything. Going out with Craig after games with the crew was always fun. Tonight, we offer condolences to his family, to Stacy and his children. We offer condolences to his colleagues at TNT, many of whom are here tonight working the game. And we mourn his loss, but while we considered a moment of silence, we thought it would be more appropriate, given the way Craig lived his life and the joy that he brought to so many people, to have a moment of joy instead. So I'd like all of you to, to, to to join me in an applause for a great man and a life well lived. Thank you.
I think that was really well done. The, the, absolutely. That was a that was a nice touch, man. And that that was classy. That was nice. It was well said. And he loved Bud Light. I thought that was funny. Sports Brew approved, but he loved Bud. He loved Bud Light. What was his team can? You know what I mean? You know. <laughs> Why wasn't he in one of those commercials, man? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's but. a shame that Craig uh, didn't come to Richmond because we would have gotten him off the Bud Light pretty quick. <laughs> well, no, we would have we would have just had some Bud Light with him. <laughs> that would have been maybe, one of those, maybe so. That would have been one of those times I'd make. I, I would have made an exception. Th- this is true. This Th- is don't forget call. it. But back in the day, Randy loved him some Bud Light too. Very true. Back that when he used to hydrate, B- before he used to drink, and he, when he just used to hydrate, and he loved Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, there it is, man. Yep. <laughs> well, I tell you what, let's um, let's take a break in a minute. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we circle back around to some of this at some point over the over segment two, but we need to transition at least uh, get over to get make it to segment two uh, at some point. So let's well, go and take get the wakey leaks and all sorts. Oh, we got of more games. football. We got wakey leaks. We have uh, we have a fun nickname from Growing Pains <laughs> that I, I guarantee most of you forgot about because I had. <laughs> So we we've got some goodness with that, and I mean a, a, again, you know, Shannon and I are crushing some Ronza Kappa. So uh, before the end of the podcast, Lord knows I'm probably going to say something fantastically stupid. Don't be surprised. <laughs> Just letting you know. Uh, but anyway, no, I, I, but but I think it's I think this is a this is a good time to. Lord knows we have our fair share of shenanigans and stupidity, and you know, I, again, one of the things that I enjoy about doing the podcast is. You know, just having some moments with you guys. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, it's being friends. It's BS, and it's talking about sports. It's having some laughs, having some fun, and um, yeah. I mean, life's busy. Life's hard. Um, you know, work, money, school, blah 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 blah. There's all this stuff. There's things you got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, to get through, and so it, it's nice to have a little fun. And you know, sports is a window into a lot of things, but you know, sports is an opportunity in this particular context. For us to hang out and chit chat, and Lord knows we give each other a raft of shit. Um, we certainly, <laughs> we certainly, we certainly do that. Are you Just saying we bust bit. each other's balls? Yeah, we bust each other's balls a lot. <laughs> you know, we talk smack about fantasy, and you know, you know, we we do all these fantasy leagues together. You know, I mean, it's just we have a lot of fun with it, and it's just I don't know. I think of Craig and and Alan and. You know, hearing those guys on the radio or seeing them on TV, and uh, you know, it's just it's weird, man, to think that they're that they're gone. But I, I think it's important to take a moment because we enjoy the things that we do together. I think it's important to celebrate who they were and how they lived in this context, right? I think that's important to take a moment to do that. And that's what we're doing tonight. So we'll, we'll certainly talk sports and, and we might, you know, we'll, we'll mix this in along the way, but my God, man, Alan Thick and, and Craig Sager, man, we're going to keep pouring a little bit out for you. A life well lived. Cheers, fellas. Uh, we'll miss you and live outside the box, man. Absolutely. One there more. you go. Take a little sip. There you go. Oh, one more. There it is. There you go. For both of them. Mm-hmm. Ah, so good, that Ron Zacapa. That is so tasty. All right, well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's take a quick break. We'll, 
we'll come back and, and and we will bring up the growing pains nickname we got to yes, do it we got to uh we have we, we have more we'll fo- bring it up huh <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring it up we Good will Lord, i think i know exactly which one uh, you're thinking of too. Yeah, yeah 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 uh but we have more to get to uh, we are the sports speaking finals on itunes stitcher radio uh you know, I need to update our list. I need I need a new like run sheet of the things that are still active and still working. But yeah, right. uh, certainly Podbean, who hosts us, yes, thank uh, you, Spark Podbean. Sport. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, Podbean likes our post, man. Glad I pay y'all hey. the money that I do every year. Y'all are great though, so keep liking us, and we'll keep liking you. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, great platform. If you do a podcast, a great platform to share with and, and host with. But uh, look, the keywords of sports and brew. You look that up, you're gonna find us. And whatever, however, however you listen, whatever you like to download it, to stream it, dude, just crank us up, man. Have a good time with it. And share uh, us. And share us, please. <laughs> you know, please have fun with it and live outside the box. I'm going to go right back to that. Go right back to that, man. And we'll be back in just a moment with uh, segment two, brothers. See you in a minute. Yes, sir. I had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. Uh, I think this is gonna, definitely going to be a uh, a two and through brew. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> given Let, given the hope. time, <laughs> yeah, let's let's hope. Given the uh, the time of night, which it's now about one o'clock in the morning, and given the amount of uh, Ronza Kappa I have consumed, and I'm still consuming. Um, so you're saying it's a shine on Saturday? It, this has now morphed into a shine on Saturday. Beautiful. Yes. Uh, so or, we or, to- or as Randy Moss would do, a full moon. Nice. Saturday, right? So, so we need to do a second salute. O'clock. Yeah, no, I, I think it's so awesome. Like, uh, you know, celebrating, you know, Alan Thicke and Craig Sager and uh, the Packers beating the brakes off the Seahawks <laughs> and the Redskins still sort of being alive for the playoffs. Wait, um, wait. what? Uh oh. So you're saying they're staying alive. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking that I had to go BGs. You know what I mean? Because I don't know that we've ever broken that. I don't know that we've I, ever broken that out. No. Have we? I don't believe no, so. I don't think so. I'm fairly certain we have never played the Bee Gees on this podcast. Well, there we go. That's, that, that, that's, a, that's a better copy of that. There you go. Yeah. There it is. So, uh, yes, not, we're trying to, I'm trying to, I'm hoping to avoid the fail to the Redskins. I'm hoping for a little (laughs) bit more hail to the Redskins. So staying alive, man, they may have gone deep. Look, Jeff Fisher got fired on his day off (laughs) and apparently they, they went, you know, they went Debo and knocked Darren Sproles the F out, but I'm just saying that, and and I'm not laughing at Darren Sproles. That was a Brutal dude, shot. dude, that hit was rough. But I, look, 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 look. Mark was all over that hit, and, and a lot of people called it a cheap shot and some other things. But I, I really think the guy. I, I really think he just mistimed it. He he mistimed. I think it he mistimed like the about hit about a half a second. But it was it was tough. It a was split. Tough. I don't know if I'd even go a half. It's more like probably like a tenth or a, I mean, a, you know, a half maybe it at best. Rough. But yeah. you know, he he sold out to make the hit on Sproles and. He was definitely there uh, before the ball, but Sproles compacted and went low, and uh, it yeah. just, he got blown I mean, up. Man, Sproles is already low <clears throat> to the ground as it is, and yeah, I mean that that shot. Did, I mean, had Sproles just been like just standing up, it, it's a shot to the midsection, you know, the belly. But I mean, once he once he kind of like bent down and all that, it was a shot to the head, and I mean, it just knocked Sproles out. And 
you know, Sproles has just been one of those guys that's been pretty durable over the years. And oh, man, I love Darren Sproles, dude. I, I love it. And he's out this week with a concussion, so he's not going to play um, against the Ravens. I was going to say, how many games – is this like the first game he's missed in a while? It feels like forever, man. It feels like Darren Sproles has been in the league forever, dude. And you know what? Like, like I'm a big believer – we get fixated on Hall of Fame stuff with players, but you know, like to me, Darren Sproles for who he is and what he's done in different facets and capacities on the field. Like I personally think Darren Sproles is worthy of Hall of Fame consideration. He would. I'm be, not saying he's going to make it, but for all-purpose yards and an all-purpose player, how about dude. as like a flex, like the first like flex player, like who could be a running back, a receiver, mm-hmm. a returner. You know, dude, Darren, Darren Sproles is a baller. And that is a tough guy, man. Yeah. That is a tough guy. DeShazer Everett lit him up. I mean, Again, yeah. I think that was a mistimed hit. Some people will argue that it was cheap. Mark certainly will. And, I mean, it's fair commentary given the it, flow of the game. It I, is and fair. And I, I totally understand that. I, I really believe at the end of the day that's just a it's, that's a mistimed hit. Everett sold out for it. Um, crushed him, no doubt. But I, I think that was, that was really a matter of timing. And sure... If you flipped it and Sproles was a Redskin and you know Everett was an Eagle, I'd been like ah. But yeah, yeah. you know, I mean that, that that's how football goes. But I, I don't think he, he, it was a completely cheap shot. No. I think it was a mistimed big hit. And, I, I mean, had Sproles waved for a fair catch, then man. There's no question. There's no question. You know what I mean? And yeah, I think absolutely the Redskins were concerned that Sproles might run one back. Of course they freaking were. Are you kidding? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Trust me, I'm a Colts fan. I know what that yeah. man can do. But but Sproles, <laughs> man, you know Sproles is one of my favorite football players. That's like a dude. I know this is gonna sound random. Like I would have no shame rocking a Sproles jersey. I'd have to do it either as a Saints or a Charger. Like I don't think I could rock a Sproles Eagles jersey. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I could do that, but I, I could I could totally rock a Sproles jersey. I can imagine you trying to. How many times you'd have to wash yourself after wearing an Eagles jersey daily? I mean, that's like a bad like D stat bet. Uh, I was about know. to say that'd be a that'd that's be like a bad that's like wearing those. a D stat poo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't do it. Can't. Can't. Uh, no. No. Can't. Can't do it. You just went D stat poo. I huh? did. I did. I did. Oh goodness. Well, now they know. That's for you, Shannon. Thank you. Let me poo. After the salsa we ate tonight. <laughs> you know, we didn't eat as much of that salsa as I thought we might. Well, I mean, I think we're trying to save ourselves. Oh, dude. Trust Is... me. Let let it sit for a little bit more. And mm. You said 80 cracks of pepper, right? Oh, that was 80 turns of, of the pepper grinder. And that's a double batch of salsa, which means it's probably 30 shakes of the Frank's Red Hot about 80 grinds of pepper, Lord knows how much redneck pepper, cayenne pepper, hot chili powder, um, some other blackened seasoning, the and two heaping spoonfuls of fresh minced garlic, mm. as well as the Costco salsa. I mean, it's... It, it's tasty. I, I mean, it's tasty, but like I, I felt like I had a burning circle on my tongue. I'm telling you, dude. Dear sweet Jesus, you guys trying to fuel your vehicles? I mean, yes. what the hell? <laughs> Look, it was tasty, but... Colon blow. 
Yes, it was very <laughs> much. I'm sure it's tasty. It's There's going to be tasty. some colon blow tomorrow. It's going to be some colon blow tomorrow. But it's just like Justin's chili. It's great going in, but five bowls in, it's not great coming out. <laughs> not always. Not always. <laughs> are, you, not are, you, are you sure you're not talking about Tony's chili? Uh, Tony's well, that's chili capsaicin. Will get one bowl down before you. Uh... Randy, yeah. you, you yeah. might appreciate this. So um, I have uh, one of the. Uh, don't forget the salute o'clock. No, well, second, uh, all right, secondary salute, secondary salute. Let's do it. All right. So I still Before have, get too I still have my Ron Zacapa on ice, but secondary salute. I also have a three notched forty mile IPA, which I'm quite fond of these days. And they have, <laughs> yeah, and they happen to be selling at Costco, so it works out really well. Nice. So I'm enjoying the the old three notched forty mile IPA as well as. This is when you know you're hardcore, right? They're crushing Ron Zacapo on ice and blowing through the the 40-mile IPAs, man. Beautiful. Mm. Well, I'm finishing up my Ron Zacapo, but I'm also having a Hardywood Christmas morning. Yeah, buddy. Which is just absolutely just a great beer. Uh, the Hardywood gingerbread mixed with coffee grinds, and it's just, it is so... So good. I, this is the first. Yes. Yes. I literally. <laughs> this is the first night I've ever tasted this beer, Justin. Come on. It, it literally is. Seriously. It is. So I was like, I'm gonna try it out, see what happens. I am your father. Hey, you know what? What did uh, Pedro Martinez say about the Yankees? Call him my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, who's your daddy? <laughs> do we need to get Arnold? Who is your daddy and what does he do? Who is your daddy yeah, you and what does he do? <laughs> well, I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. But I'll yeah. tell you what, man. This, yeah. this uh, Hardywood Christmas morning. That's legit, huh? Oh, man. That's very I'm, I'm going to save my And Shannon was, was kind enough to bring me a bottle for Christmas. So I'm going to save that for Christmas Day. You should. And then I'm going to crack that open. You should crack it open Christmas morning and yeah. have that as your coffee. Okay, well, that's a bold choice. So while Logan is playing with the Paw Patroller, I will be drinking some, what was it, Hardywood? Christmas morning. Christmas morning. It is beautiful. Okay. Dude. It is gorgeous. Yes! There you go. That'll be the plan. After I drink that, I might run around the house like... <laughs> <laughs> you, you never know. I think it's a distinct possibility, man. I might be like going Flacco Rainbow. Right? Hey, man. Look. Jacoby booked a Flacco Rainbow. That was a classic. <laughs> I can't believe we sort of remember the lyrics to that. That's hilarious. Jacoby booked. <laughs> yeah. That's right, man. Is that yeah, guy no even still in the league? Yeah, Jacoby Jones. He's yeah. playing somewhere. He's playing somewhere. He's still a decent returner somewhere, I guess. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would By think so. By the way, you said balls. Devin Hester got cut and it was brought in by the Patriots. Of course, it, well, of course, they also picked up Malcolm Floyd. Michael, <laughs> Michael Floyd. Oh, excuse me. My bad. Michael Floyd. Michael Floyd. Malcolm Floyd. Michael Floyd. Bruh. Bruh. Drunk Floyd. Drunken Floyd. DUI All-Star Floyd. Uber, bro, <laughs> Uber. You get the fail of the week. They are what we thought they were. <laughs> Drunk. Get freaking Uber. What did I call them? Uh, Malcolm. 
getting. Did oh, I call him Malcolm? Well, wasn't there like a Malcolm Floyd for San Diego? I don't know. There's Malcolm yeah. Butler, yeah. <laughs> right? No, Malcolm yeah, Floyd is, is is on the Chargers. Oh, yeah. my bad. So, see. <laughs> see, there it is. Yeah. Malcolm and Michael. There you go. Yeah, M and M's. Floyd, M. Floyd, <laughs> M. Floyd, cut, hey, cut this by the is Cardinals. Not Pink Floyd, you know. Yeah, it's not, although you know, I, one article was like, "Look, the Patriots are just playing the compensatory pick game again. They signed him just to get rid of him so they can get a compensatory pick out of it, probably." But I mean, he was a former first round pick, and why not? I mean, if you're thinking. Wow. Get it, get his act together. Decent, he's decent. Respect. I mean, wouldn't you be drinking if Carson Palmer was your quarterback? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. Th- this is true. I can throw anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. Good recall. That's when, that's when there was a period of the sports brew where I used to write out. Yes. Do you remember that we you like write I, out the song? I used to game plan out like uh, in pre-podcast when I would plan a podcast, man. I, I, I like every week I try to come up with a song to this try was, to write something out. This was BC before children. Yes, this was <laughs> this, this was definitely before <laughs> yeah before children. Like I had grand plans, man. I, I would make up all kinds of stupidity. Oh my! I gosh, remember doing. Uh, remember when that Buffalo Bills fan fell out of the stadium, and I used Tom Petty's "Free Fallen." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was one. Of the, that was one of them. No, dude, some of them were great. Oh my god! And I, I remember. Um, uh, uh, Brandon asked me to, uh, you know, and I just I never got around to it. But he he always asked me. He told me I should do like a a sports group greatest hits and pull some of like all these stupid oh song gosh. shenanigans and and do one. <laughs> I mean, they they were pretty glorious. They were so dumb. But but the reading the Flacco Rainbow was one of them. The Flacco Rainbow was so bad, it was so good. Yeah. Well, there was uh, we wish you a merry Griffmas. Yeah. Robert yes. Griffin's yeah his Rob, rookie season his rookie season yeah yes. sang that one. There was November Lame, but that didn't get totally songified. But it used to be we used to have songification segments. Yes. Yeah. And and they Ice, were there was Ice Up Baby. Yes, Steve mm-hmm. Smith. Steve I Smith. Baby. Yep. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. There were some. There were some good times, man. There's some. That, that was fun. We, but well, of course, some of that was also because we were stone cold drunk, <laughs> and we thought it was Bruh. really funny, bruh. Like this would be like back in the day. This would be like pregame with the rum and beer. Oh my god! And then we, we would start. At we wouldn't have even morning. started yet, and we would be this drunk. Oh yeah. I mean, er, we would we would have uh, consumed this this many beverages. <laughs> we would just be tipsy or uh, slightly inebriated. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I think the only podcast I can remember like being like I can't publish that was the Drunk Fest Johnny Manziel. Well, I mean, that was one that got shut down because I I think we were so sauced that nothing made sense. Yeah, which was very much it was very appropriate for Johnny Manziel. Yeah, there's there's yeah, there's been a couple out of gosh, where are we <laughs> at to like 180 some odd podcasts? Oh, I, I, I mean, we've been doing this since 2011. So I mean, I know there's that one. There's the one that we did that was like a season preview with mm-hmm. Jerry. That well, that a, one, that a, one, a, that a, one imploded. 
that one just imploded. that that's because like apparently uh my computer decided that we couldn't have a uh, jerry the giants fan yes no giants it can only take it can only take mark once there was a second secondary giants fan it just melted down yeah that was a podcast if you ever hear a, a soundbite that's like rabbit 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 that that was about two and a half hours of audio uh-huh. and it morphed it and that was before i used to save and triplicate because i've got the source file a backup and then another backup and uh i learned my lesson and I used to just kind of edit and go from the same source file, and it corrupted, and it the entire podcast is blibbit, 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 blibbit. Yeah. So for those, I was of so you mad. Thinking about so doing mad. your own podcast, there's your, uh, there's your. Lesson if you are doing your own podcast, do yourself a favor, have your original source file, copy it somewhere else, and then have a temporary edit folder, so you have three layers, <laughs> three layers of protection. It's like a super Trojan. You know what I mean? It's the, tr- the glove. It's the, yes. Antonio Cromartie does not know what you speak of. Cromartie has no idea. <laughs> neither does Philip Rivers, and neither do the Dugers. Or Sean Kemp. Or Sean Kemp. <laughs> no. <And> Philip <laughs> Rivers has his rage face on. <laughs> Tro- oh, man. Can you, you, know, you know, they needed the intervention from the naked gun. With a body condom. <laughs> that's what they needed. That was glorious. Yeah. That's glorious. Yeah. That's, I remember that scene uh-huh, too. Uh-huh. uh-huh. How bizarre. Oh my goodness. We have totally gotten away from sports. Sorry. Even finishing the salute o'clock. All right, so we, oh, salute o'clock. Salute o'clock. Well, yeah. Yeah, Randy needs to do his salute o'clock. Randy, what you got, man? I'm actually finishing up what's left of the pussers you gave me for my birthday a couple years ago. Nice. I wish I was. I really wish I was cracking open that uh, that gingerbread stout in the fridge, but I have to share it, which sucks. Well, just drink half of it tonight. Oh yeah, I'm really gonna hear the end of it. Oh, you look, you left me a f- half of a flat beer. Thanks a lot. <laughs> it won't be flat. <laughs> Throw some Saran wrap on that thing, man. <laughs> but as I was saying before we got into this, uh. apparently Licking Hole Creek is uh, having a nice release tomorrow night called Redneck Wedding. Oh Lord! A Bel- bourbon barrel Belgian quad, not Goodness. a Belgian triple, a Belgian quad. Great. The only other Belgian quad oh. I know is from Wild Wolf called Four Paws, and that and I mean this thing's got thirteen point two percent alcohol in it. So Lord Almighty! Yeah, can't wait to get my hands on this. Well, as much as I'm drinking tonight, I think my urine has thirteen point two in it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. <laughs> if your urine has that much, I guess you're just going to have to shake it off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice, that's a nice pull. So says Jamal Anderson. I just want to know, did Jamal Anderson finish? Was he able to fully let it go? Let it go. Let it go. Oh, there you go, Shannon. That was for you. That's phenomenal. That was, hey, that was for you. That was good. That was good There job. it is. <clears throat> oh, and... Uh, <laughs> We said we were going to mention his growing pains. 
piece, yes. right? This was, and I guess it's fitting. At, right? at this point, yeah. At this point, it, it does roll in. So, <clears throat> one of the great things, um, and I think this was when Alan Thicke was on Rich Eisen the other week. <laughs> I swear, like a week or two ago, man. And they were talking about it. And uh, <laughs> as, as long as we got each other. No, as long as we got a rubber? <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, uh, <clears throat> so there was a character. And I had totally forgotten that there was a character on Growing Pains. How fitting for Growing Pains. Yeah. There was a character named Boner. <laughs> Boners to bone. There was a character named Boner on Growing Pain. Pains. That's phenomenal. Boner. And so Alan Thick was talking about this, how the writers, he was like, so you're telling me, hold on, hold okay, on. Okay. A guy named Alan Thick was on a show that had a guy named Boner. Yeah. Thick Boner. Right. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> just, just make it sure we got that right. We, we, we got it right. All right. <laughs> we got it right. Whew. We got it wrong. But we got it right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you're bringing this up right now. <laughs> yes, I'm bringing this up right. Like you should change the name of the show from Growing Pains to Groin Pains. I mean, damn. Groin Pains? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Randy. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. So, uh, speaking of groin pains, <laughs> I like this one, like, soundbite. Here, here you go. Here, here's, here's this piece. I, again, I forgot there was a character named Boner on this show. And Alan Th when Alan Thicke was on uh, the Eisen show, he was talking about this, and he was like, the writers, he was, he was basically making fun of how the writers probably got a, a hard-on for the fact that they slipped Boner past, like, the censors <laughs> in this period. And that's one of those that kept bringing him back. Here is your new student body president, the only person on either ticket who was not a crook, Richard Milhouse Stubbone. Stubbone. <laughs> they are chanting boner. So is Viagra and Cialis. Live at Viagra and Cialis headquarters. What other show in your lifetime can you can you remember at any that point? That is a family show. That a quote. family show had a boner chant in it. <laughs> <laughs> Groin pains. <laughs> Groin. Boner. Yes. Yes. The Viagra Bowl. How shouldn't the Pro Bowl like be the Viagra Bowl? It might as well be. You know. They need to make it exciting my, somehow. My gosh. A boner. Boner chant. That ah. has to be sports brew approved. It's it's sports brew something. Whether it's approved, I don't know. But uh it did it did make it so we just made it's a thick boner. We made yes. that joke. I mean, really? Oh my god. Anyway, if you knew that all that was going to happen in the sports brew, you deserve a shot. I don't know if you have one to take, 
but you freaking deserve one. Yeah, just take a minute, go to your liquor cabinet, and yeah. pour yourself a shot. <laughs> Everybody yeah. listening to this podcast right now, yeah, take a like, shot. Take a shot and celebrate this moment. Boner for president. Nice. Whew. I have not seen that show in forever. Yeah. I had totally, totally, totally forgotten that. Anyway, back to football, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> we have a few more things to get through. Before I forget about it, Shannon. Yes, sir. Army, Navy. And I missed that store, by the way. A&N? You, n- you never shopped at an A&N? No. Randy, did you shop at an A&N? I've seen them, but I've never actually been in one. Oh. So it used to be like a little outlet store. You'd go get clothes and shoes and stuff. Okay. A&N, Army Navy. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, long gone, apparently. Yeah. That's okay. <clears throat> but the football game, and while President-elect Trump may not have been impressed by the quality of football. So he totally went Michaela. <laughs> Yeah, from the 2012. Olympics. Not impressed. Not impressed. And, and and look, I know I know people are quick to jump on and pile on with that stuff, but he could have expressed that a tad better. Look, I think, and maybe people are just being hypercritical, but it was it it sounded weird. You gotta <laughs> understand that the the physical standards that Army and Navy have to go by versus the rest of college football are not a tad but a ton different they have to do they have some growing pains they they do have some growing pains do they have boner chance (laughs) i'm just asking man are they hard up for recruits (laughs) do they have some tight deadlines they they do they need to get up and get going (laughs) They have to stand at attention. <laughs> no parade rest. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, when you got great leaders. Yes. Like Major Woody. <laughs> Seaman Stains. Seaman Stains. <laughs> Private Parts. <laughs> really? <laughs> Really? <laughs> God, I, ho- I hope there's major balls somewhere. I'm sure there is. Major guns? Huh? <laughs> I, hope, I hope major balls is real. Major balls. <laughs> Who is that? That's major balls. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my goodness gracious. Whew. Private dick. <laughs> <laughs> or major dick. I don't know. <laughs> major dick. Sergeant Major Dick. <laughs> hey, at least he's not major asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually met I've actually met somebody with the last name Dick. I've never met anybody with the last name asshole. You know what I'm saying? That would be oh a t- that'd be a tough sell. That would be hilarious. That'd be a tough sell. Who is that? <laughs> That's an asshole. <laughs> oh my gosh, you just made me think of space balls. I'm you surrounded by assholes. Across your nose, not up it. 
Oh, man. Whew. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Get off my lawn! <laughs> uh, look here at the sports brew we're always surrounded by assholes <laughs> what's new what's new oh man okay 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 major dick major dick back to this podcast is going into shitter pretty quick it, it, it already it's done it already has <laughs> Mm. And for those listening, you have to take another but you, shot. But you, but you actually knew semen stains. I swear to God. Okay. Yeah, but you actually legitimately knew I, semen and, stains. And this is a real story. Real here. story. This, this Shannon was in the up. Navy. This is not. This is not like you know village people. Ha ha! In the Navy, this, this is le- like legit. He served in the Navy. Legitimate. Legit. So, <laughs> legitimate. So one day. <laughs> I'm walking down to, to the mess hall with my buddy, Leo Burstman. And, you know, anytime there's a new female on the ship, you're going to take a quick look, you know, just check her out. Because there's not a lot of females on the ship. So we're walking through the hangar, hangar bay. And we, you know, see a new female. And, you know, you just kind of do, you're walking one way, she's walking the other. But you do the side eye, you know, kind of checking her out. And as we're walking by, she has the last name Stains. And she's not a petty officer. She's not a chief. She's a seaman. <laughs> so for the joke that has been played for probably countless years and countless times on naval vessels, yes, this is Seaman Stains calling. <laughs> the real Seaman Stains had arrived. On board the USS. On that vessel? On the on the vessel. <laughs> it's gonna be alright. And we got past her and we had to stop because we just lost it. We just were rolling, going, holy you know what? We actually have a semen stains on the ship. Unbelievable. It was it, it was maybe the funniest moment on in my three and a half years on the ship. Whew. Dude, I, I would have died. Hey, dude. I think. I, I think I would have. I think I would have gotten in trouble. I think I would have fallen. Excuse me. I think I would have fallen down laughing, <laughs> and I would have gotten in trouble. I, I, I. It took us a few minutes before we gathered ourselves to go eat. I'm sure. But we were just like, did I? We just kind of like started laughing, and I'm like, did you just see what I saw? And he's like, yeah, I saw what you saw, and I'm like. So we finally have a semen stains on the ship. No black light necessary. <laughs> right? Hey, Lindy, say thank you. I'm going to send uh, Russell Wilson a thank you note for sucking ass <laughs> during, in our matchup while I was on bye week when I had Russell Wilson in the other league. Awesome. Anyway, sorry. Oh, uh, I, for whatever reason, I was thinking about semen stains in the Navy, and uh, you know, I immediately yeah. jumped back to fantasy football. Semen stains in fantasy. Semen there st- you go. <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, starboard. Are Are you dreaming a dream right now, bro? Bro, look. Dreaming a dream. You know where that dream goes. 
Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps. There you go. Anyway. Okay, 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 okay. We need to circle back to actual sports and football, circle don't we? Circle back, now circle jerk, right? No, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's Rogue One, not Rogue Buns. Okay. A reading rainbow. Shannon, I didn't know we were going to be playing some pitch and catch here on the sports group. <laughs> Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. All right. Okay. I'm going to do one last shenanigan, and then Uh, we'll get on to serious stuff. Okay. Thank God. Only last one? Well, I'm just saying that just so I can can get So remember this. Lane Kiffin. You idiot. Yes. (laughs) How bad did it have to be at Alabama that you wanted to break free of that university that you're going to win another national championship at to be the head coach at Florida Atlantic? You must be very proud of yourself. I mean, seriously, dude. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't take it anymore. I can't take win the championships anymore. I just mm-hmm. can't. I mean, you're, you're, listen, I, I get Saban, Saban's a control freak. He, he gets on your ass a lot, but Jalen hurt hurts as a freshman, dude. You got that. You got that kid for two more years. I mean, you could go Yo. three Pete, four Pete as offensive coordinator. And whenever Saban decided to step down, I'm sure they would probably put him right back in the high He's not going anywhere for a while, man. Yeah, but I mean. I don't think so. I like the people that were like, would Nick Saban come coach the Rams? No. 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 Uh, no. <laughs> Stop. Folks, put, let me put, think about put, that one for a put moment. Put the bong down. You know what? Uh, I saw a. Uh, th- th- hand it th- over. This is the, uh, you know, Christmas and Kwanzaa and Hanukkah and, you know, if if you will, the Chris Mahanza Kwanzaa. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I actually sent out an email to my staff today. Well, not that staff. Look, Stephen Stage. I sent out an email to the staff where I work. <laughs> not my staff, the staff where I work. And I said, Merry Christmas and Happy Chris Mahanza Kwanzaa. <laughs> it just made me. I don't know why I thought it was funny, but I did. Uh, now I forgot the point of the damn story. Thanks, assholes. <laughs> hey, try. hey, drink your rum. I'm going to drink some more rum. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> what the hell were we talking about? Clayton <laughs> Kiffin going to Florida Atlantic and don't go to the NFL. <laughs> Forget about it, man. It's done. It's done. Forget about it. Next. The uh, like director of Florida Atlantic probably lured Kiffin over with his hot daughter or something since we all know that there was that issue with Saban's daughter. Hey, look, stay in your lane, Lane. Stay in your lane, Lane. Stay in your lane. Where's the gym Rome? Easy there, big fella. <laughs> Easy, big fella. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no question. Ah. Having said that, I'm very, very sorry. I really am. No way. Sincerely, I am. No way. And you can't spell jibba-jabba without the T. Well, Lottie frickin' God! Oh, my goodness, Greg. Yes, my must. Thank you, Darth. Aw, oh, man, the soundboards are all jacked up. Are they? Yeah. Dang, too bad you don't have the old... That is Perhaps you think you're being treated unfairly. Oh my gosh, dude, really? Yeah, really. Wow. Oh. You said oh. Oh, balls. Well, that one still shows up. It just takes a minute. <laughs> there you go. That's for you, soundboard. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Okay, so where the hell were we? We've gone sound, all over the place. Soundboard is not rising to the occasion right now. Well, <clears throat> not everybody can be wieners, Shannon. <laughs> this is a good. This is a terrible podcast. Hey, segment two is terrible. Look, look segment two is. Let me crap. tell you something. You know why Mark? You know why Mark and Matt aren't here tonight? They are sharing podcast secrets. With other podcasts, because they like couldn't wakey leaks, they couldn't rise to the occasion. <laughs> <laughs> Wake, incidentally, whoever named that, you get an A for the day. I'm so glad it wasn't like Wakegate. You know what I mean? Yeah, that wakey that's, leaks that's was freaking fantastic. Whoever named that, it's almost you like a breakfast cereal. The A what? It's almost like a breakfast cereal. It is, yes. I had my wakey leak. <laughs> I oh, had my leaks. colon blow wakey leaks this morning. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, they get an A for the day. They get an absolute A for the day. It was fantastic. Fantastic. Where is the wakey leak stuff is ridiculous. Randy, are you familiar with this? Unfortunately, uh, I it, am it, not. It's okay if you're not. It's okay if you're not. So, basic gist is that Wake Forest did an investigation, and they found out that a radio announcer has been leaking game plans. Tommy Elrod, a former player and assistant coach, has provided or attempted to provide confidential game preparations to opponents several times. This began in 2014, the school said in a statement on Tuesday. An equipment manager discovered documents inside Papa John's Cardinal Stadium one day before Wake Forest's November 12th game in Louisville that showed specific Demon Deacon plays. Now, uh, Elrod has been fired from the IMG radio network and banned from Wake Forest athletics and facilities. What's sad is that he actually played for Wake Forest from 93 to 97. He was also a graduate assistant uh, for the program, and he had multiple positions for 11 seasons. He just was not retained by the current head coach, Dave Clawson. Okay. And after Clawson took over, Elrod joined IMG in 2014. But this is, this is going to be a, a, a story that gets a lot of traction, uh, both regionally locally and nationally uh because it's so unusual very unusual and you know you think about all the teams in the acc what what's going to start popping is who actually accepted 
mm-hmm. information from him. And it's still early yet. So I, there are going to be teams and going to be programs and going to be names named. It is going to happen of people that accepted information from him. I don't know where this ends. I think at the moment, the only thing we know is where it begins. Yeah. And, you, you know, know, the the Louisville Cardinals, <clears throat> excuse me, this year have suspended their offensive coordinator. Yes, they have. Uh, for the bowl game. Yep. And I guess in 20- Lonnie Galloway. Yes. Suspended for the Citrus Bowl. In 2014, <clears throat> Virginia Tech has admitted to, uh, I guess, accepting information yep. from Elrod. Yep. And my question is this. It's freaking Wake Forest, people. Can you not beat them on your own? Look, all they need is a T on that helmet, and it's WTF. You know what I'm saying? I, seriously. For real. Shouldn't you be able to handle Wake <laughs> WTF with Demon Deacons? Shouldn't you? Shouldn't you? you? You should be able to. Realistically. It's just like getting a cheat code on the easy level of a video game. Yeah. Like, you, you really need the cheat code to win at that level. Mm-mm. I mean, especially this year for Louisville. My gosh. But Wakey Leagues. Oh, well, of course Louisville would do it. Well, they, I mean, they were too busy with people, you know. I mean, were, were the... Basketball were, were the love prosti- shack. Were the prostitutes too busy at this point in well, time? Well, of course they were. Oh, of course gosh. they were. I don't know where this is going to end up. Like, once they investigate and kind of sort all this out... I'm curious to see how expansive, you know, how many teams are involved, how many programs are involved. I don't think we're at the end of it. I think we're at the beginning. Absolutely. And I guarantee you that even though Wake Forest is a relatively weak football program, that over time we're going to find out Wake Leaks, if you will, there are other programs that accepted information. Uh, football is pretty brutal. College, I mean, whether it's pro football, college football, whatever, there's so much pressure to win, and there's so much money that's involved. I get the impression that there are teams that took that information, uh, used it. Uh, they can deny it. They can say, well, we didn't actually derive any benefit. But before this is done... Somebody else is going to get fired. Oh, somebody yeah. else is going to get suspended. And somebody is going to get in a whole big fat bag of trouble. Yeah. It's going to happen. It is. I mean, it. like you said, there's so much pressure to win. Teams will do every little thing to get a step up on their opponent. So, Yeah. Well, Shannon. since I'd never heard of this, I decided to look it up real quick. Looks yeah. like not, it's Louisville. Looks like Army is now involved and Virginia Tech. Yes, I've, uh, I've heard bits and pieces about Tech. I hadn't heard about Army yet. Now, I've definitely heard bits and pieces about Tech. And they're saying that the Virginia Tech game was from 2014 when that game went into overtime at 0-0. That's what I was going to ask yeah. you. Was that the 0-0 game where uh-huh. the, the <laughs> meme uh, has Beamer with his arms up like, yes, and it's 0-0. Zero zero. I mean, Dean Warmer would approve that zero game. 0.0. Zero. Dean Warmer approves. Look at that. I got notification that the uh, that the dog is whining, and that I need to take the dog out. 
Uh-oh. So we're gonna have a brief pause, <laughs> so I can take the dog out. No pun intended on the look, pause. Look, look, yeah, Well, hey man, I'm not going Jamal Anderson. I'm not taking the dog out with my log out. All right, I'm not gonna go hang out with my wang out. <laughs> so I will be back in just a moment. <laughs> hang out with my wang out. You like that one, Shannon? That's nice. Yeah, take the dog out with my log out. Uh, No, no, no. You don't like that one? No, it's funny, but you you just don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) so uh, we'll be back in uh, just a moment. This is not a segment three. This is just a brief pause. Pause. That's right for the dog because you know the dogs have pause. Anyway, all right. We'll be back in a split. (laughs) Just a moment. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So. Blue's gotten out and, uh, you know, relieved herself, as did I. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, you know, great outdoors, man. Um, I'll train Logan up soon enough, man. <laughs> oh, man. Go water the trees. That's son. right. Go, go, uh, just go, let it go, buddy. Go, wa- go water the garden and let it, flow. And let it go. Uh-huh. And then when you're done, shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well, well then. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Just remember, Logan, more than three times you're playing with it. Get off my lawn! <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody tell Jamal Anderson that? Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just saying, man. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Who thinks I should bring Whitfield into this next time? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess we know uh, Jamal Anderson's new theme song. Dude, dude, All dude. Right. I totally think we should re- redo Blame Canada <clears throat> for all the should stuff in Deflate Gate 2 for Mark. I think this should be here. Hold on. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Here we go. Or should we blame the images on TV? No, blame Jeff. Ah, crap. Hold on. <laughs> that was fail buckets. Semen stains. Ha ha. Hold on. Or should we blame the images on TV? No, blame Belichick. Blame Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds about right. Yeah. Stop winning the vision title. Stop. Blame <laughs> Belichick. Blame Belichick. Blame Belichick. Not a freaking seventh Super Bowl. That's right, man. There you go. There it is. At least that's what Roger Goodell and all the higher-ups are hoping. Yeah, something like that. And yes, Lindy, that one again is for you, buddy. Lindy, that is indeed. Because. That is I, indeed for you. I don't know who's going to beat the Patriots. I really don't. Me either, man. I think the Super Bowl is going to be Patriots versus the field. If you're a betting man, that's what's going to be. Maybe that'll be like a Pro Bowl. like Pro Bowl? You know, like the Pro Bowl, Super Bowl. It'll oh, be like God. the Patriots versus the NFL superstars. <laughs> Damn. Brady versus like the best of the best. Yeah. Did you see all that crap with the... My uh, still on Brady, by the way. Did you see... <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, by the way, the Patriots cut your boy uh, Whalen McGuffin. 
they didn't even do the freaking <laughs> fake punt trick. No, nah, oh, man. man. Once up, Malcolm Floyd <laughs> was available. <laughs> they went in and gave Das Boot to Griff Whalen, man. Gosh. You remember doing Das Boot here on the freaking das podcast? Das Boot on the podcast was good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That, that was fun times, that man. Was, that, was a, that was a fun time. Man, Wakey Leaks. God. Wakey Leaks right in Das Boot. <laughs> That's how we got here. <laughs> uh, we got here with uh, rum but and beer. Before, but, but, but we need to tighten back up and get to some football. We but do. I did, I did want to get uh, Army Navy. We were talking about that. So just some wrap up thoughts on the game, and then I don't know how much time. Probably not a lot. I really think some of it was an overreaction. But uh, Trump's comments obviously got taken. Oh my God. <laughs> got taken a bit out of context uh but i think that's just the nature of uh the current media environment you gotta blow it up but i think you know staubach had a, a good kind of a good interpretation of all of that and um you know where he talked about the service academy football is, is extremely <clears throat> respectable and uh very competitive and i think it's important to enjoy that for what it is and to understand the significance of the game to the service academies and you know that's probably one of the few very real very true amateur like you know i know that sounds weird because we are we are talking about college football but um that's probably one of the most pure college football games you're gonna see yeah because you got guys that you know can't be over a certain weight they have uh, because they have physical standards that they have to identify. <clears throat> you know, they can't be overweight. They can't. They have to do a certain number of calisthenics and all this and that. They have to be a certain GPA because you have to be top ten percent of your class, right, to get into those academies. That that's right off the bat. Yeah. Like if you're not even in top ten percent of your class, bye, bye, Felicia. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's really it. Uh, going with the Friday theme that we did from earlier, um, and and then you got to be in shape, and I mean there's there's a ton of factors it takes in order to be an officer in the army or navy, you know the marines you can just be a hack, freaking jarheads, <laughs> bunch of jarheads, bunch of jarheads. Well, and I can say that because I was former navy, yeah, and the air force. I mean, just it, that's a country club. And the Coast Guard doesn't exist. <laughs> and and again, I, I say that from the Navy point of view, so don't think I'm just, like, no, bashing he, on you guys. He's just piling on for fun. It, it's a little military humor for those it who is. actually get it. And and some people won't. And some people, some people won't. won't. And, and they'll whine about it or whatever. I mean, get over it, snowflakes. It, it's, it's military humor. Anyway, moving on. No, it, it, it's it okay, is. but it, it definitely it felt like Trump missed the mark. I think that's that's really the point of it is he missed the mark with what he was saying. And, and I'll say this. He was trying, but I think he missed the mark. I mean, he said I, something essentially, and I'm going to boil it down. Quote, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily the best football, but it's very good. And that's fine. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I can live with that because neither neither of those teams are in the top four of the bowl series. So it's quote unquote not the best ball, but it, it's competitive, right? right? It, it, it's always competitive. 
It, it, it will always be competitive, no matter how many times Navy kicks their ass. <laughs> um, there you go. And yes, one out of 15 years, congratulations, Army. Uh, <laughs> and that is said with all the sarcasm in the world. Nice. But, you know, Navy was ranked this season. They knocked off Houston, who had a really good chance to get to the BCS. But Navy knocked them off their little pedestal. And they changed up their entire offense for that game specifically. Yeah. But, you know, getting back to Army-Navy. Listen, give Army all the credit in the world. I mean... You're, you were going on the 15th year of losing, and Navy had no business being in that game, took the lead in the fourth quarter, and Army just drove down the field, got the go-ahead touchdown to go to win that game. And I do give them credit for winning that game. And maybe more importantly, that, that was um, Vern Lundquist's last football game right he will do march madness and coach k coach cal i don't know how the ncaa tournament is going to fall however please pretty please can we get a uk duke matchup if vern's calling it if vern that'd be great and bill raftery together are calling that game no chest stomps though (laughs) (laughs) just saying that would be fun as a sports fan, I, I know Bill's got a call with whoever he's on the, the call with. Yeah. But, my gosh, that would be just a, a fun matchup. I mean, It would be. Kentucky and Duke, whenever they get together, it, it's always a fun matchup. Well, again, you know, we we talked about the ratings, right? I mean, that's that's a basketball that, blue blood. That would be just amazing. That's basketball blue blood. I mean, basketball royalty, as some people it, may it, say. It truly is. Yeah. And, I'm jumping all over the place here. I, I, I know we've got to get back to, to real football that's okay. here in a minute. We can be all over the place. We've, um, we've been getting crunk all night. It's fine. Right. I, that's, no complaints. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'll give Army props. You know, those guys, they held the fort. They held on. They did what they had to do to win that game, to break right. the streak. And that was a pretty cool scene there in Baltimore that they had. But next year, Army. Navy will kick your ass. See? You heard it here first. There it is, man. <laughs> Semen stains. Er, I'm just kidding. Semen stains in your face, Army. <laughs> there it is. So, yeah, Wakey League's crazy. I think there's a lot more to that story, and it's going to bubble out over the next yeah, couple of weeks, we'll maybe months. Yeah, I think that's going to end up being – that's going to run deeper than people anticipate. I really do believe that. Before I forget, though, I do want to give uh, James Madison, JMU, a little bit of gloss, a little bit of love for beating North Dakota State and ending the Bison's five-year FCS championship run. Amazing. And and what? Five years in a row, dude. Dude, that's beastly. Dude, the, the last five national championships at that level... For JMU to go ahead and knock them off that pedestal, that's super huge. And they were tied going into the fourth quarter, and JMU put a 10 spot in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. to win that game. Great win. Great quality, man. So, I, you know, we unfortunately did not see that game. We're just looking at the, uh, you know, the, the breakdown of the end. But, yo, quality, man. Absolutely. So, JMU Dukes, this sips for you. 
If it was Craig Sager, it might be this Bud Lights for you. Maybe. <laughs> you you did have some Bud Lights in the fridge, bro. I do. I do, as a matter of fact. I'm not going to lay claim to ownership <laughs> of them. I think they were just... Oh, Mark left those here. Of course oh, he yeah, did. from the last time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of, of course he did. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Let's, <clears throat> run, let's run through a couple of things. We have some football to tighten up, and then uh, obviously we need, we need to wrap up and get out of here. A couple of things real quick. Kudos to the Seahawks. My eyeballs are still recovering from Thursday night football. They obviously beat the brakes off the Rams. Who couldn't get out of their own way? Uh, firing Fisher did not solve their problems. <laughs> they run deeper than that. Uh, those uniforms, though, bro, bro, they deserve the hate. <laughs> they deserve the hate. I felt like the ecto cooler, you know what I mean, was alive and well in uniform form. You want to call them highlighters? You got it. You want to call them like a Teletubby? You got it, man. All of it's bad. All of it's ugly. But, you know, I, I think part of the reality there, Shannon, quite frankly, those uniforms aren't the color rush uniforms are not meant to appeal to me or you or Randy. We're too old. Those are really for kids. And that sounds weird. That sounds weird. Believe me, I understand. But I think at the end of the day, the color rush stuff is really meant to appeal to a very, very young audience. <clears throat> that neon line green color was pretty definitely hideous. burning my eyes. Yeah, that was, it's pretty hideous. It may have been hideous, but let me tell you something. It wasn't as hideous as their performance four days earlier Dude, versus the Green Bay Packers. How weird for the Seahawks the past couple of games when they blow out the Panthers, then they get blown out by the Packers, and then they hammer the Rams. Although, to be fair, the Rams early in that game, it looked like they would be able to put some points on the board and shift the landscape a little bit they were very aggressive went for it on fourth blew up in their faces um and before the game was over richard sherman lit up jared Goff, dude if he thought i was gonna get a freebie into the end zone man sherman ended that <laughs> in a hurry so blew, blew that dude up sherman went arnold no oh deal. yeah no deal no nah, sherman brought some heat on that one but you know, I mean, I think most of us realistically expected the Seahawks to bounce back at home against the Rams. That's a team that's got some issues. They need the home playoff games. They do. And I'm not sure how, like, how good the offense is, how good Russell Wilson is. A little bit inconsistent. But that's where getting the home playoff game is so important for Seattle. Oh, yeah. So important. So muy, muy, muy importante. Muy importante. Like no doubt. Even though Richard Sherman thinks Thursday night football is a poop fest. Don't worry, Richard. Uh-oh. We also think Thursday night football is a poop fest. Speaking of a poop fest, poop fest, dude. I, I just saw an interesting meme. Uh oh. That Randy posted in the sports brew chat. <laughs> oh lord. So speaking of poop. Did you know that there have been two Star Wars movies released since the Cleveland Browns last won a football game? That's crap. It, it truly is. God, the Browns suck so much ass. 
And not they suck the so much ass. For nothing. They suck so much ass. It's amazing how bad a franchise can be for a chunk of time. It, the Browns terrible. are bad. They're really bad. Hopeless. What? We, we, we just got a phone call from uh, Charles Barkley. Oh, yeah? What? what? He's going he's gonna to say they're terrible? Yes. That's actually what he just said. Thanks. Thanks, Charles. Appreciate that uh, segue there, McGuffin. Hey, you know. <laughs> just trying to help a brother out. No, it's all good. <laughs> all right. What? Dude, we, are, we, we, we have definitely enjoyed the beverages tonight. Listen. There, there is no hey, doubt. Listen. <laughs> we, we are crunk tonight. Yes. And, and Mark, in your honor. Yes. I mean, this is literally probably an old school sports brew. A little bit. How we're feeling tonight, but we're not acting it out. Oh, no, I think in playback we're going to realize we're oh, acting it out. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty confident. But 2016, think about this for a second. Cleveland, the city, won a championship. Right. The Chicago Cubs broke the streak. Right. They broke the curse. Sure. Army breaks the 14-year streak. And we have all of these deaths. Is there a meteor anywhere near Earth coming? If there is, we need to, you know, send Bruce Willis up there. <laughs> we need to send Bruce Willis yeah. and Ben Affleck up there, and and, and Matt Damon. Matt Damon's probably lost. Can up Vern Lundquist call it? He might as well. Call That'd be it. pretty sweet, wouldn't it? It'd be awesome. Yeah, I could live with that. That'd be fun. That would be tremendous. Yeah, just him on the NASA. Freaking website, just dude, calling what he sees. That'd be great. Are you ready to pound out some NFL games? Let's do it. All right, let's do let's it. Let's knock them out. All right, Redskins twenty-seven, Eagles twenty. Man, so a couple of key takeaways from this in the third quarter, the Eagles had a thirteen-seven lead, <clears throat> and that's when Kirk Cousins bombs out to Deshaun Jackson, eighty-one yard strike, my friends. Fourteen, thirteen, Redskins lead. Obviously, there's all these stories coming out now about uh, you know you know DJX being a free agent, maybe being interested in going back to the Eagles. Look, if that happens, I'm not going to hate the dude. Okay, great deep threat. Uh, is he a great receiver? Uh, I don't know about that. Great deep threat. Very clear role. Very good at that role. Right. But that's, moder- that's been his forte his it, entire it, career. It, it, it has. It has. Been. It has. But you know the Redskins needed that. Uh, it's a shame that uh, John Doran Boss got hurt uh, going out with an injury, and then Selleck, of course, subbing in as a long snapper. Uh, Eagles did blow a fifty-yard field goal attempt. That's life. Long snapper, man. That's one of those very underappreciated positions. It truly is. Yeah. It is. And when your long snapper sucks ass, <laughs> you know. Your kicking game you know. sucks ass. Yeah, you know. Go ahead, McGuffin. Let me say this. Yeah. Um, in the fourth quarter, you know, after Cousins throws the pick six, after the Eagles go through their 20 or 30th uh, long snapper to get that field goal to take the lead, in the past watching Redskins games, right? I have been like, oh, my gosh. I'm nervous for them. I'm, I'm not sure. For some reason, this year with Kirk Cousins, I have just felt confident watching the Redskins because we get the Redskins every week. Of course. We're in their market. Uh, we're in their market. In the market. So 
watching the Redskins and, and Kirk Cousins getting the ball back, I felt very confident that they were going to get a score. Yeah. Now, I get that they're second in yards and all that good stuff, but I think this is a change for a lot of Redskins fans is that there was there is confidence that, yes, we may have just gone down in the fourth quarter, but we do have Kirk Cousins right. who can bring us back. And he did. He brought you back right after the two-minute warning, the handoff to, to Thompson who got the touchdown to win the game. Uh, memo to Dan Snyder, pay the man. Yeah. Pay Kirk, get it over with, pay the man. He's earned it. Just make him your franchise QB and just let the rest of the league know you're going to build around him. The funny thing is, is I remember our early podcast, Justin. Yeah. When we were talking about Robert Griffin III Mm -hmm. and Kirk Cousins being like the insurance for like a Ferrari. Yeah. The insurance paid off. It has paid off very well. It's definitely one of those things that for all the grief that the Redskins naturally deserve, I think that move, very fortuitous. Yeah, it, it was a fourth-round pick, and I remember, you know, at the time, you know, the Skip Baylesses of the world and right. whoever else were, were crushing the Redskins. But you and I, I think, correctly called it. If you're going to get a Ferrari you got to get the insurance. Yeah. Because you just never know. But And it's the same way with any great quarterback in this league. Yes, they are great. However, you got to have that insurance just in case there's an accident. GIC, just in brother. case it breaks down. You know, you just never know. you got to have that insurance. So I, I think Kirk Cousins not only has been that insurance, but he has turned into that Ferrari for the Redskins. Right. And they need to uh, pay that premium and get him some insurance just in case. Because that offense is really good. And if they sneak into the playoffs, and, and I'm not saying this as a Skins fan at all, Teams need to watch out because well, they can score with anybody. They can make it entertaining. Their third down defense is garbage. Yes. Their defense itself is problematic, but the third down defense in particular is atrociously bad. But that offense. Good God. But that offense can score. And I that, know. that's dangerous come playoff time. I hear you. But just looking at the you know the old some of the parts, dude, Redskins <laughs> are another year off. They are. But still. Another year off, man. All right. What's uh, what's next game? Let's see. Where should we go next? Doop-a-doop-a-doo. <laughs> I say let's go with beast mode. Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers. Dude, holy crap. Of course, uh, of course Randy wants to bring that up since he has Le'Veon Bell and he <laughs> pwned your ass in the fantasy Dude, league. Let me just... Dude, let me tell you what. If you, if you play fantasy football and you have Le'Veon Bell and you lost, you suck. Because that dude was, should have single-handedly won you your fantasy matchup this week. It, it was completely, 100% ridiculous. If you have Le'Veon Bell what that guy did. and you lost, you need to reassess uh, what you're doing dude, in fantasy football. take a drink and just stop playing because you suck. Just drink the rest of the bottle. Dude, he crushed out Willie Parker like a record that Willie Parker had. Bell... Had 236 yards 
on the ground. And then if if I recall correctly, I'm going to double check, make sure I get the numbers right. But three touchdowns, three touchdowns. And I think like 62 yards. Yep, so receiving. It was, it was it was pretty close to 300 total yards. Yeah, so in that two, game. what 236 on the ground and then 60 and change. Yeah, I mean it was literally 62 receiving yards. I mean that's filthy. I mean it was just a filthy game. Filthy. I, here's the deal. Randy picked up Atlanta's defense this week. Who good had move? Two defensive touchdowns, crushed the Rams. So if Randy had played just Le'Veon Bell and the Atlanta defense <laughs> against my entire he team, won? he, he would have won. That's sad. It, it, it truly is. <laughs> I mean, Le'Veon Bell almost beat my entire team this Le'Veon week. Le'Veon Bell was crazy. So, Yardage, touchdowns, production, he had all of them. So, yeah, I, I, I pray for the safety of whoever plays Randy this week. Because, <laughs> my goodness gracious, that dude. Not just, me. <laughs> That dude just went off. Yeah. And it it was just a, a beastly performance. And I'm actually glad that the CBS market in our area showed that game. A, because it was snowing. B, right. B, because freaking you saw just a, a magical game. You know, one of those games that, like, you don't always get to see, but when you see it, you you know you're seeing greatness, and you're just like, "Holy cow! Like, is is this a video game or is this real life?" No, it's real life, and, brother. And that that dude just just thirty eight carries, two hundred thirty six yards, six point two average, three touchdowns, filthy. And the Steelers play the Bengals this week, so there's Filthy. a good chance you might see some more of that. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't be shocked, man. They're balling, dude. I, I Look, I, I know we've given the Steelers one part gloss, one part grief, but if they're going to play that way, yeah, ground game, air game, dangerous team, man. Super dangerous if, team. If Le'Veon can stay healthy, if Le'Veon's playing at this level... If for some reason D'Angelo could come back and back him up and give him a few carries and take the load off Roethlisberger, the Pittsburgh defense has just been the last couple of weeks has really gotten better. Watch out! I mean, we said at the beginning of the year, Pittsburgh, New England, and the AFC. And I still think it's a very, very, very real possibility. And it's a, it's a I do yeah, and it's a very real possibility. I think because Pittsburgh and Baltimore play again on Christmas Day, and I don't, I don't have the standings in front of me, but they've got to be pretty close. Yeah, and you know Pittsburgh gets their way to New England, brother. Bruh. I, let me tell you something. Out of the last what is it, fifteen, sixteen years, it's always been Brady, Roethlisberger, or Manning. Minus those two years of Flacco or, uh, gosh, who was the quarterback for the Raiders? Rich Gannon. That's the guy. Rich Gannon. Those Man, are the only two Whoa. guys to break through in the Brady, Roethlisberger, Manning era. Wow. For Super Bowls. How about that, man? That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, the Steelers have a one-game advantage right now. They're in first. Mm. So, as basically the last decade and a half have gone, it's going to go through Brady. Or Roethlisberger. Manning has retired, so it's going to go through Brady or Roethlisberger. As long as they keep this up, my guess is you'll see 
Tom in number seven. Yeah, I mean, or I, Ben in number four. I think the issue here is that uh, <clears throat> the Steelers are so much better at home than they are on the road. True. This year. True. So they're gonna have some tough sledding, man. If they have to roll up to New England, I hear you. Hell, I know, I know, I know. But if that running game gets going, I know, dangerous, man. And Antonio Brown. Uh, Shannon, by the way, uh, or Tom Brady just freaking just throws it to freaking whoever. I mean, that that dude, I know it gets old, but how great Tom Brady is just throwing to whoever is in the lineup. Oh, he's a champ, man. Dude. Are you Pros talking pro. about how he just kind of found Chris Hogan against the Pros Ravens pro. on Monday night? I mean, Chris, Pros pro, brother. Chris Hulk Hogan. Five for a buck twenty-nine and a touchdown. I mean, that dude is just Tom Brady. That, is just ridiculous. that one bomb that I don't know how the hell he got that open. It's called you got Bill Belichick and they don't. <laughs> I mean, Brady four hundred six yards. That's really that all game. it. That's what it amounts to is the Patriots have Bill Belichick and the other team doesn't. That dude is just <laughs> brilliant. They were talking about the defensive coordinator who. I think should be in NASA at this point who, who is brilliant enough. He should be in NASA and he, he wants to be with the Patriots and Josh McDaniel, who should be a head coach in this league, who I think is like a uh, Lane Kiffin, who just wants to be offensive coordinator at this right. point and, and, you know, just learned under Belichick. My gosh, dude, <laughs> that team is just so loaded. It's ridiculous. Well, let's let's be honest. The Patriots are basically retooled for the future because you got to figure if McDaniel just holds on as the offensive coordinator, he will replace Belichick. Well, I mean that that's a way he's done a pipe. I mean, I think some of that well, is, is the assu- well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I think some of that is the assumption of how long Belichick's going to coach, and uh, the team is so good. And as long as Brady is there, I don't know, man. I, I would think that Belichick and Brady are tied at the hip. I mean, for them also having Garoppolo, who did show signs of actually being the potential next in line. I mean, that was always that's good for them too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so did uh, the kid that Houston signed that didn't do shit. <laughs> and I'm not even talking about Brock Osweiler as the one before him. But anyway, Dallas Giants next. Sounds good to me, Randy. <laughs> after you, brother. Randy, walkie uh, the- talk gate. What do we got? Well, apparently the headsets for the Giants went out in the fourth quarter and they started using walkie-talkies to communicate. The whole spiel is is that the Cowboys think that there was an unfair advantage where basically allowed McAdoo to continually talk to Eli even no. after the— No! What do yeah. you think they are, the Patriots? There's no unfair advantage. I, Stop! I know, right? Look. The, the Giants won 10-7. to What advantage was there? <laughs> That's a Macadoo, not a Macadon't. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It, Come on, man. I said, it in the chat. I said it in the chat. This was a game between two solid defenses where the Giants were one play better. They were. And and that was that one. The Odell Beckham? Yep, that was it. That, that was the one play. That was it. That was Beyond one. that, these two teams fought and scraped tooth and nail and just gave us a show. They did. Or as Matt would say, the first half was boring. You know we what? We're talking about Matt here. Jerry Jones needs to stop being cheap. Go to Walmart and just buy the walkie-talkies and get over himself. Nice. Do keep in mind that the NFL may find the Giants. 
This hasn't been, as of the recording of this podcast, this has not been decided yet. Right? It hasn't. So, I mean, Lord knows I'm going to post it in the morning. They're going to be like, oh, you know, NFL doesn't find or does find the Giants. But while we are recording, has not been sorted out yet. Unless I'm mistaken and I've just missed the story. No, it's the last time I saw that Giants are actually helping the NFL and yeah. actually willing, working with them. Right. Well, the league is expected to find the Giants for using the walkie-talkies during and treating them as a violation of NFL rules during Sunday night's win over the Cowboys. So, basic gist is that the coach-to-quarterback system malfunctioned and uh, Eli Manning could not hear Ben McAdoo calling the plays. So McAdoo used a walkie-talkie to communicate, you know, what they needed to, the plays, etc., to Manning's helmet so we could hear him. Allegedly, accordingly, reportedly, that is against league rules because the NFL has to ensure that no communication is being made to the quarterback once less than 15 seconds remain on the play clock. That's the story. The official version, that's the story. But I think we all know, <laughs> I think we all know that there's an unofficial variant slash version of this going on. So I guess it's really two sides. It's A, it's the game, and appreciating how strong the Giants defense was, uh, how Janoris Jenkins essentially locked out Des Bryant, um, how the Giants did to help scheme and prep and to make Dak Prescott very much look like a rookie. Uh, I think that that's a commendable job and, an, and really a very, very, very credible job the Giants defense did, especially after losing JPP. Yeah. I just think that the Giants defense locked down on the, the Dallas running game and uh, really exposed Dak Prescott uh, yeah. in the passing game shutting down Des Bryant and they couldn't really uh, get the ball to Witten the way that uh, Dak would like to. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's just a, a division opponent for people calling for Dak to be benched. Grab a big can of well, STFU and, and just have a seat. I mean, if get, they eat their ass against Tampa Bay, then I think those calls become more relevant. Then, then that becomes more relevant. Right. However, that was 11 in a row just broken. Yep. Let's give the kid a break here. Not even Brady won 11 in a row his rookie season or his second year or whatever. No, it's a great accomplishment. I mean, I remember in Brady's second season, they played the Rams in a Sunday night game, and they lost 24-16. to <laughs> And then they came back into Super Bowl to win. Okay? So... It's not just on the quarterback. I mean, it's on right. the coaching staff to put you in the right direction. Absolutely. So, listen, I, I, I get that the the fair weather Dallas fans, and it's actually pretty quiet on Facebook this week, by the way. Very quiet. Um, For those of us who have friends that are Dallas fans. Very many. It was very, very quiet. I don't know about the rest of you guys. I know, Justin, it was quiet for you. Randy, how about you? Well, other than the random memes that Matt decided to always put up about the Cowboys. But other than that, yeah, pretty quiet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But I'm telling you, Sunday night's going to be a fun matchup. Because you get Dallas, who is first in the NFC, versus Jameis Winston, 
I guess whose team has won, what, five in a row? And it is just on fire right now. And, uh, you know, that's going to tell us a lot about both teams. Oh, yeah. Um, now, do you want to hear an interesting stat about this game? Yes, sir. I think the so. Bu- the Buccaneers are 8-5. and five. Sure. They are 5-1 and one on road games. Wow. What? They are 3-4 and four at home. Wow. About, okay. Dude, how about that? So th- this being in Dallas, and Dallas is 5-1 and one at home, they're 5-1 and one away. This should be a pretty hard-fought game. Well, I'll tell you what. Speaking of hard-fought, the Tampa Bay did have a hard-fought game against New Orleans, 116-11. If you had that final score and you bet that final score, then no, you, didn't. you are the most degenerate person. You did Mark, not have that score. Mark D. Stat Thomas. Nope. <laughs> nope, 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 and nope. Yeah. He didn't have that. Yeah, if you that's had, a lie. That 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 is a lie. That that's like Buddy the Elf. You sit on a throne of lies. You are the not fake the Santa. father. To the fake Santa. Yes. You sit on a throne of lies. Yes. You are not real Santa. No. Funny. Saints were fighting for their play their slim playoff lives. They gave it everything yeah, they prob- had. They probably did. done at this point. But I mean, let's be real. I gotta ask you guys something. Yeah. You know, two weeks in a row, Drew Brees has not thrown a touchdown. That's are, are, are that's we are, are we looking at the demise of maybe one of the top twenty quarterbacks we've ever seen? The man I, is thirty seven years old. He is thirty seven, and this is no disrespect to Drew Brees, right? But I mean, we're looking at basically a rebuilding project. Yes, you've got your guy Sean Payton, but are we looking at like? maybe a situation where a team that's maybe a contender says, Hey, New Orleans, we'll trade you a second or a first for Drew Brees. And they, and they actually trade him. Yeah. Can you actually envision that scenario? Like if I was Denver earlier this year, I would have called New Orleans and be like, Hey, look, I'll give you a first and maybe a third for Drew well, Brees. Wasn't, <clears throat> wasn't there rumblings earlier in the season about the saints potentially having a trade or trying to trade breeze. I, I mean, it was early were, season. There were rumblings and I, I don't know if drew breeze actually wants to move. I mean, he and his wife have like three or four kids. They're starting to catch up to Philip rivers at this point. No um, one's going to catch rivers. We all know this. No, no. Nah, and I think Philip rivers may have just made another kid as we speak. Who knows? Well, uh, the only thing he can do well this season, it well, seems. I mean, he's he's got the rage face. So <laughs> who knows? <laughs> nice. Ma- maybe that's a turn on for his maybe. wife is the rage face. Could be. But I remember watching Breeze in college at Purdue, and right? Just, just thinking that's one of the better polished quarterbacks I've seen in college, and I, I think that's kind of a dying breed in a way, guys. I mean, if you it look, is. If you look at the drop back pocket quarterbacks you got brady and you got breeze rogers can scramble rivers is a bit of a drop back thrower he's not i mean rivers rivers is a drop back but his release is probably one of the strangest ones i've ever seen in my (laughs) life and yet the guy's probably going to be top 10 in like yards and touchdowns and things like that yeah are we looking at like one of the dying breed here because Cam can run. Kirk Cousins, maybe, but he can scramble too. I mean, he's got like a 20-yard scramble touchdown this year. He's got a couple of times where he's scrambled for touchdowns. 
<clears throat> it's the evolution of the game. A lot of college colleges Brother. want quarterbacks who are athletic, and I'm, that's been the big thing now. Absolutely, I man. mean, Dak runs. Eli doesn't really run. But he's he, another one that's just a pure drop back. Yeah, passer. he's pure drop back, but he. he I mean, yeah. looking at the teams, I'm just thinking to myself. I mean, unless you, you know, Fitzpatrick starts for the Jets. I mean, he's a drop back passer. Ben is another one. I mean, Ben but, can move, but yeah. he's not as mobile. Not as he not could as be. mobile as he used to be. But he was mobile at one point. Like Flacco's Luck, not really mobile. He's not, but he will run if he gets the the opportunity. I I, I mean, I Dalton's just, the same way. I, and I'm talking about like just. Hang in the pocket as long as you possibly can. Yeah, Take the hit I'm just even talking, though you release it. Yeah, I'm just talking about the elite of elite who will just hang in that pocket. Guys that hang in the pocket, that yeah, that Brady and Breeze are basically the last two that I know that would do that. I mean, you see that flashes of that with Matt Ryan this year. He's He's been hanging in the pocket a little bit more. I mean, you got a guy like Carson Palmer who has to because he knows he can't get out of his own way if he well, tries to run. I mean, Carson Palmer is... I mean that team's not even. But he he's always been a gunslinger though, even when he was in college. Yeah, I mean it. Grip it and rip it. That's what he always did. Yeah, he did. Oh my gosh, we're at two. I know. We 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 need need to wrap up and get out of here, man. Holy crap! Holy moly! All right. Um, let's run through some scores then, real quick. All right. right. uh, Randy, go ahead and lead us through there. What you got? What you got, Giles? One of the surprising games to me was the Titans beating the Broncos, outlasting the Broncos hey, in their as, attempt to Look, man, back. look, in my own DSAT self-gloss moment, do you know who had the Titans beating the Broncos and pick them? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> Suck on I mean, that, defect. Gotta give the Titans credit, man. They, they played tough. I mean, they're still in the, a shot at the playoffs. They so. are. They have a really legit shot. Dude, they have a great dude. running game, defense. Uh, Mariota, as long as he's not making mistakes, I mean, well, Mar- Mariota's got to get ready for some cold weather football, man. Uh, Mister Hawaii is not not quite ready for he, that. He gonna be ready for Kansas no, City. No, not no, no, no. Carr wasn't ready. Mariota's definitely not gonna be ready. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Or as Roger Goodell will say, Mariotto. <laughs> Marcus. Mariotto. Mariotto. Uh, <laughs> Domo arigato, <laughs> Mister Robato. <laughs> exactly. All right, and what else we got, Randy? Games in the weekend, the, the sixth seed, and keep this in mind, the sixth seed in the AFC, the Dolphins beat the Cardinals, but unfortunately potentially losing Tannehill for some time. That was, I, don't know how, I don't know how that's going to affect them down the stretch. That was a tough hit. Matt Moore is a capable backup, uh, but the running game obviously is going to be the key for the Dolphins Yes, if, if they want to get in to the Dude, tournament. Shannon, J-J-J-J by the way, in fantasy – yeah, and I'm playing against Matt in one league, and I've got Miami's defense. And I'm playing you in another league, and you've got Miami's defense. So I'm <laughs> effed one way or the other. <laughs> I'm either like awesome, or I'm like God bless. <laughs> yeah. All right, Randy. What else you got, bro? Uh, we got Panthers twenty-eight, Chargers sixteen. The Sex Panthers. Char- <laughs> <laughs> Old school reference, dude, by the way, dude. Five uh, turnovers. Didn't, the didn't, Panthers forced five turnovers. Did Rivers game. have five picks or four picks? Either way, I mean, they, they were on butt-suck train. I mean, how many times has Rivers had that at least three picks in a game this year? How, too many. Yeah, he had three picks. So, Randy, you're telling me that Philip Rivers put on the Sex Panther cologne. <laughs> he must have, man. I mean. And he just got panthered. 
Yes, he did, because he not only did he throw three picks, but he also lost both fumbles. Nice. And got sacked five times. I mean, they were all over him. Normally, like, he has his wife. Okay, anyway, anyway. Usually, he (laughs) saves all those sacks for his wife. True. And, of course, the factory aside, this continues for the Ofer as just the Bengals just kind of just cruise past them 23-10. The perfect season for Cleveland. Yay. Perfect in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> the Lions outlast the They're Bears. They're not suck for luck. They're just suck for suck. <laughs> the Lions outlast the Bears 20-17, to 17, and hopefully Stafford's middle finger doesn't uh, hurt the team but so much since they're in the hunt for the NFC North title. I'm telling you, I think that's going to come down to the last game between the, the uh, Packers and the Lions. Packers right? and the Lions, man. I think that's going to be. As it should be. be. Yep. I think that's going to be money at the end, man. And Shannon, I hate to bring this up, but what the hell happened on that last play to the Colts dude. against the Texans? I dude, Owen two <laughs> fail. Owen uh, two, Owen two versus freaking Brock Osweiler. I you gave him the division lead. Damn it, six, six and seven is one thing, but when you lose to freaking Brock Osweiler twice in a season, that's embarrassing. It's bad news, man. It, it's embarrassing. It's not the Bears, but it's bad news. It's you know embarrassing, and and. It's just one of those things like one of the most prominent uh, journalists in Indianapolis this week basically called for the firing of the GM and the head coach. Wow. And Is honest, it time to reboot in Indy? And, and honestly, I, I... GM-wise, I think so. I still think Pagano should probably be the head coach. GM-wise... I've been on the Grigson get out of Indianapolis bandwagon for right. a while now. That's tough to lose a home game to a team that you should beat, especially when the division hey man, lead is on the line. Shannon, I'm, I'm going to say to you now what I said to you pre-podcast. If you got a lot of players saying, hey, we lay down and calling each other out, if they know that that's happening, how does it happen? And how? The leadership starts from the top down, so maybe Fail. it's on the coach. Fail buckets. You you should never have lay, uh, players laying down. I, and that's from me coaching kids in uh, middle and high school to, you know, uh, Chuck Pagano coaching players in the uh, professionals. If your players are laying down, uh, you got issues. You know, if you get beat, you get beat. That that's one thing. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you get beat, if you and play you, hard and you get beat, you play hard. You leave everything out on the field got you. or the court. That's one thing. But if you're sitting there complaining about how you didn't, you know, your team, <clears throat> your teammates didn't put forth enough effort, that, bro, that's, that's co- on you, man. That, that's, that's on you and the coach. That's a coaching issue. Yeah, and that's embarrassing if you're a coach. Yeah, it is. It's Brock Osweiler, bro. <clears throat> I think Hell someone yeah, just forgot to tell the Colts that this isn't Scholastic Sports. You do not get participation trophies. James Harrison for- says no participation trophy yeah, for you. Yeah, J- James Harrison just uh, came across here and was like, yeah, no, 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 no deal. No, no deal. Nope. Uh, next on the list, we got another team in the trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. The Vikings beat the Jags 25-16. to 16. You know, who doesn't beat the Jags? You know, I mean, that's just about... Vikings and well, Jaguars? The, the did Colts you, this did year you have really? Not... Did you really go there? There's a reason I went there. Because apparently it has been confirmed that a certain running back is going to be making his presence felt this weekend against oh. 
We'll see. <laughs> he's saying he's going to play. We'll see. Oh my God! Who <laughs> the hell cares? There you go. Apparently, fantasy owners do. Yeah. And, and of course, the blowout. You know. And we're not Falcons talking about fans. Justin or me in the morning. No. <laughs> we're talking about the Falcons. <laughs> my kids' diapers. Forty-two tonight. unanswered points, and then the Rams right. getting two scores. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Damn, Falcons just. <laughs> Yeah, it's the Rams. I mean, my, that's all, my that's survivor all you can say pick anymore. It's week. the Rams. The Rams are butt suck, dude. They they are them, the Browns and the 49ers, sorry Randy, are leading the butt suck express this year. Hey, I said from the beginning of the season I expected nothing out of this team this year for uh, the very fact that I was up, I'm over the front office and I did not want Chip <laughs> Kelly as my head coach. Agreed. You you may get your wish. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm really hoping for that. But all right, since we got through the scores, let's see what games we got on tap this weekend that are really going to be important. Yo, the- yo, I'm excited about Ravens. Excuse me, let me let me reset that. Oh, by the way, I meant to go Ravens and Patriots as far as this past week, and if I passed out while y'all were talking about it, my bad. Uh, way to go for the bunch of special teams butt suck ass fail. <laughs> I'm sure y'all made Lindy after. Take an extra tug on his beverage if he had one. Okay, we did kind of ignore that. I mean, we did. Well, apparently they ignored how to actually do special teams in that game because they were beating the brakes off the Ravens, and they were like, here, let's give a couple – let's go ahead and turn this over a couple times. Hey, Baltimore, why don't you get back into this thing? Uh, you know, it's like that X that lets you back in. You know what I'm saying? I, I, dude, I'm just, let me tell just you saying. something. ESPN contacted Belichick and they were like, "Hey, dude, dude, come on, man." That was like Keep the buff. Close. That was like that bullshit. You know, everybody has that joke about the beat ups commercial, the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial, where they flip the switch and his OT yeah. is a water sprinkler or some crap. That's what they. That's what that was. They're like, "Hey, come they, on, Bill." They had that game, and then they're like, "Let's try to give this away. Let's go ahead and try to f this up just for dramatic effect <laughs> and save some ratings." I mean, it, garbage. Right, Let's garbage. Let's let them back into the game so that the ratings yeah. stay okay, and then so, we'll beat them at the end. So I'm very curious to see, obviously, how the how, how the Ravens respond. The Patriots are fine, dude. I, I still vote Patriots of the field. Um, what I meant to say, other than that game, is I'm looking forward to Redskins and Panthers. I yes. think this whole Norman story uh, is is fascinating. It's a Monday night game. We'll see what happens with that. I would like to see how Cam Newton goes after Josh Norman. I'm assuming they do not have football fisticuffs like they had in practice. <laughs> oh, and, and uh, no Randy, don't lie. You know that Bill that Browns at Bills is going to be fantastic. Oh yeah, it's going to be just tons of fun in the tailgate. Excuse me, in the tailgate, yes. <laughs> as long as no dude like jumps off a van and breaks his leg in half. Oh my gosh, that was <laughs> brutal. Bills fans, Bills, Bills fans, just stop, just stop. I mean, just I go back to drinking. Yeah, go back to drinking, man. Just stop. I do like. Uh, I'm also looking forward to Packers at Bears. There's uh, th- that could be one of the coldest games ever played. Randy. Like, all right. Yes. So here's the deal. Oh no. I asked Justin before before the podcast. Right. Okay. Okay. Let's say you live out that way. Mm-hmm. Somebody gives says, "Hey, Randy, do do you want free tickets 
in this cold ass game to go watch the Packers and the Bears, are you going to take them? Why not? Because it's cold as shit. I Bro. have lived up in the north before. I know what it's like. I know, it's, but you got softened up by may, the maybe this was the wrong the person to ask, but because he did grow up in Syracuse, New York. I've also lived in Wisconsin. Well, never mind. This was probably the wrong person to ask. <laughs> dude, dude, he, he'll probably <laughs> wear shorts to the game. Bruh, one of the Packers players. It's so cold, man. Hey, uh, you know, the, of course they're going to practice inside. Then they're going to practice outside, and this dude. I like the headline. Forget the thermometer. Frozen Jersey shows how cold Packers practice was. Christian Ringo didn't need a thermometer to tell him how cold it was. All he had to do was take off his practice jersey. Make that frozen practice jersey. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a mistake. All that sweat-laden jersey takes it off and boom, instant ice. Yeah, bad idea. Bad idea. <laughs> exactly. It gets bad enough up there, man. You just you'll wind hits you in the face, tears starts rolling down your cheek and freezes. Dude, dude, guys, hey. don't feel bad about wearing sleeves, man. Just wear sleeves. Stop being bitches about it. Dude. Right. Nobody cares, dude. So it, wear sleeves. If that dude's pants froze to his ass. It's only an issue if he, if he, who was it <laughs> well, that used to who he, was it that used to piss on himself? Was it Schlereth? Gol uh Golik. Golik was it so Golik peed on himself and Schlereth barfed on people? Is that yes. what it was? <laughs> Frozen barf and urine. Now just remember this: the Bills fans, those Bills idiots, oh my sit God, there dude. and are in are in the stands shirtless during weather no. like this. No, it's too much. So just remember that it's it's it is doable. We've gone way over on time here, Shannon. All right, let's this, do uh, this, but three this, top but, games for the weekend. I oh think my God. Lions Giants are going to be good. What are you looking game. for, dude? Oh, the Pro Bowl dodgeball game? No. Oh, There's so many things that I was trying to. <laughs> I there, You have so many freaking windows open at this point. I in do. Time. I do. That's because I, I, that's, I think we just need to call it on because that's it's almost 3 a.m. That's because I got. I drank too much of that rum, dude. <laughs> I drank way too much of that rum, and I like I was out of it for right. some chunk okay, of time. Three. Y'all were talking, and I think I was off in La La Land. Yeah, you you did zone out. You did. All right, my three top games for the week: you got Lions, Giants, both teams nine and four. This is a big test for the Lions, big test for the Giants. <clears throat> Whoever comes out on top definitely is. Redskins are hoping for the Lions. Bound. I know that much. Oh, well, of course. I mean, you got Patriots, Broncos. Well, I don't know exactly how much how fun that game's going to be, but Patriots. It, yeah, exactly. But, and then you got here. Cowboys, Bucks. That'll be a fun game. That that one, um, that one's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you gotta, see, we all know the Raiders are going to whoop up on the Chargers. The Falcons should if, if Carr's should, finger is okay. Should should. Oh, come on. We all know that Rivers is going to find should. a way to blow up the fourth quarter. Well, Lottie freaking God! Should whoop up. No guarantees. Any you know Sunday. Rivers is going to find a way to I blow know. in the fourth. Hey, may the fourth be with you. Just saying. <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there you're not going to amount Jack Squat. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Nice. All right. And pick your game, later. Randy. Let's What's go. That? I don't know. Pick I your said- game. Call your game. Call your shot. Something. 
Oh, that's what I was saying. I, I picked Buccaneers, Cowboys. I picked Patriots, Broncos, and then went with Lions, Giants. Those are the three game, big games yeah. I feel this weekend. Dude, uh, this, you do realize it feels like everybody is on the uh, Bucks bandwagon, right, against Cowboys, doesn't it? Everybody's like, oh, yeah, Buccaneers against Cowboys, man. Yeah, Bucks Their gonna... defense has definitely improved Dude, since the out. season started. Lights out. Their defense is playing great. Huge opportunity for a bounce-back game for Dak Prescott. We'll see what happens with the Cowboys, but do understand that regardless of Jerry Jones' pie hole and him running off and saying all the crap that he does, how the Cowboys respond to a bad game, how Dak Prescott responds to a bad game is going to be a big, big story on the back chunk of the year. It just is. We all know that good years and special years are can be very rare in football and when you have momentum and mojo and a vibe and all that kind of stuff going for you you don't want to waste it so i'll be very curious if dak struggles against the bucks at what point if there is a point at what point do we see romo And we may not see him again this year, but the pressure of the storyline of, you know what I mean? Of that being out there is part of what's going to define the end of the Cowboys season. How Dak handles that, how the team handles that is a huge story. Huge. In that game, give me Tampa plus seven. Wow. I cannot believe Tampa is that big of an underdog. I will take Tampa plus seven in that game. All day, every day, says McGuffin. Yeah. Give me plus seven. All right. Well, there you go. I think we're good, guys. Yeah, we feel good? I think we can call it. uh, Okay. Like I said earlier, my fail of the week goes to Michael Floyd, but apparently he got rewarded for that big fail. He's now a Patriot. That's right. I'd say he came out ahead. As Justin said, if Carson Palmer is your quarterback, you'd be drinking too. Yes. (laughs) I did say that. I do remember saying that. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. From all of us to all of you, we have the sports brew. I have no idea what happened for probably about a 30-minute window of that of that segment. <laughs> so I'm glad I enjoyed a nap. Um, I'll listen to it on playback. It'll be great tomorrow. Yay, rum. For two and a half Or as Special Ed would say, yay, I could bring two of my friends. It's going to be great. <laughs> It's going to be great. And if you don't know who Special Ed is, well, clearly we're much older than you. Just Google it, you freaking cunt. Anyway. <laughs> That's uh, the rum talking, folks. Yeah, that, that is the rum. And just don't go all Jamal Anderson and no, playing the song, no. I Touch Myself. No. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, dodgeball. I was going to say, what, what was Gra- that? Grab too- life by the balls. By next, too close. <laughs> God. Anyway, look, we are the sports brew. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Braylos Funnel Cakes, Spark Sports, Podbean. Look, keywords, sports, sports and brew. brew. Sports brew, man. Put them together, bro. As always, it's always you know, it's always a good time, man. It is. And even if we got a little bit uh little sauced, well a lot sauced. even if I got a lot of sauced, uh we it's still it's still a good time. So hope you enjoyed it. As always, you know, just listen, share, laugh, throw a comment at us. We're happy either way. But enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the football. 
And, you know, certainly Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Christmas, Hansa, Kwanzaa. And we'll try to squeeze one out and pinch one off before Christmas. That is the hope. That is the hope. So from all of us, all of you, enjoy the weekend. We'll catch you on the flip side. Good night, folks. Good night now. Peace. Bye. That's a two-hour segment, too. That's ridiculous. Wow. 244. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Y'all killing me, man. (laughs) Hey, it's not our fault. It's like the 49ers were playing, and I just had to, like, go to sleep. And and you couldn't, like, fast-forward through the game. No, I couldn't. You had to just sit there through the whole thing. What was funny is Shannon, like, slapped you on the shoulder, and you kind of jolted away. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I could I could we tell you were fading, bro. Bry- Bryce Petty was quarterback in the sports brew, man. Right there. <laughs> Bryce Petty. With the rum. With the rum. My bad. Anyway, good night now. Catch you on the flip night side. Guys. Peace yeah. out. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Late. <laughs> Somewhere, a fail horn is still masturbating in a theater. <laughs> Rogue buns. Rogue <laughs> Rogue buns, man. Rogue buns. Rogue buns. Wow. Yep. Yep. Oh, my goodness. There it is. Gee whiz. Yeah, man. <laughs> Gee whiz. Well. Uh-oh. Wait a second. Well, let's be honest here. If Winamp wakes up. Come on. Prick. There it is. I cream to cream. <laughs> By the Fellhorn. <laughs> Rogue Buns, man. Rogue Buns. On that note, good night now. Oh Catch on the flip side. And peace out. <laughs> <Good> night, <everyone. laughs> See ya.